and welcome to the Saladcast on Saturday the 25th of January 2013. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Robert Kemp. Humming. And Zachary Burgess. <laughs> yeah, that was a great voice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I've not heard that one before. Is that your hummingbird? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the noise hummingbirds make. Are obviously. they really high-pitched? I don't, I don't know. know. I like hummingbirds just from my... It would be pretty funny if hummingbirds were like super deep bassy. Like, wow! <laughs> 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 they turn up and start speaking like very white at you. <laughs> well, they're only humming because of the sound of the wings, not the sound they make with their voice, I presume. Yeah. And that isn't like a high, it's like a, like a hum, funny enough. It's yeah. not like a hummingbird sound. <laughs> hey, baby, I'm going to extract your nectar. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> All right. Stop talking to inanimate objects again, Dave. <laughs> Always talking to the fucking flowers. They don't talk they don't back. Talk back. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to enjoy sticking my elongated beak in you. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Stop fetishizing the flowers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so, yes... <laughs> So yeah, having bird balls, having birds. <laughs> this is a podcast about video games. Hello, maybe, maybe <laughs> potentially. Why have you got any other topics you like to discuss? No, I was just saying yeah, we probably been... aren't going to talk so much about video games. Potentially, why is seems. that? Why is that? Because we haven't played very many, apparently. But we'll get to that. You always do. <laughs> you think that? You've always got tons to talk about. In fact, last time we ran out of time for you, so you should have spillover. Yeah, you'd think, but I can't remember what any of it was. Oh, no. So. Oh. This, is just, this is bad news. But we did cover it. It was like Pharaoh one week and Minecraft the next week. Oh, yeah. We covered most of it. <laughs> Pretty much done. And then, then we watched that insane Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> yeah. Somebody get these fucking iguanas off my coffee table. <laughs> there's, there's no iguanas. <laughs> yes. Right there. Shoot him again. His soul is still dancing. Yes, go see Bad Lieutenant. <laughs> go see it. Go see it. Yes, go see it. <laughs> you know, hire a cinema and force them to put it on. To the break of dawn, baby. To the break of dawn, baby. Everything's coming up cage. <laughs> that was a mysterious film. It's genius. Anyway. It's really funny. It's sort of like... <laughs> It, it takes a, an awful long time to actually start going and you're sort of questioning it for quite a long time. And then something yeah. just... I don't know, you suddenly start just get rolling with it, and it's just like... At first, it seems very cliched, like, cop film. Yeah. And, like, it's all full of tropes of, like, good cop, bad cop in the, in the interrogation room. And then suddenly it goes, well, not suddenly at all, it sort of gradually goes gradually completely off the wall, wall, which is awesome. Fucked. Yeah, there's, like, a point halfway through the film where you're suddenly like, this is sweet. <laughs> this is actually sweet. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let me find some more crazy stuff. To... Uh, I saw The Last Stand, which was kind of funny. Oh yeah, the, the Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Yeah, Schnicker. It's pretty good. In a sort of throwaway, like old school action sort of way, you know, some cheesy one-liners and uh, yeah, some giggles. Is it Johnny right. Knoxville? Isn't it? It's got something? Johnny Knoxville in it as well. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's that guy who plays. Um, um, shit. What was it? Was it Lost in Space? No, Armageddon. The the Russian guy oh. who's like made in Taiwan, man. <laughs> yeah. I can never remember his name. The Armageddon. <laughs> yeah, he's there as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was alright. That's quite fun. Yeah, Arnie's getting old. 
like really old. It's like when it close ups on his face, it's like I don't want to see that. Wow, <laughs> it's craggy. In some moments, he looked a bit like Clint Eastwood, like the way he turned around, you know, in Eastwood in some of his older, in some of his later stuff was like. Like if he had a quite, cowboy hat on, you would be able to tell the difference. Not quite that bad. <laughs> it's quite westerny, isn't it? The, the last. Yeah, part. a little bit, a little bit. It's in a sort of modern western. Yeah, like a small town in the south of Arizona. Mm-hmm. It's a. Yeah, and they basically just have to stop this guy coming through. So they <laughs> <laughs> stop this guy coming but through. Guy it's like has, a last stand almost. Yeah, <laughs> this guy has like military dudes, and they don't. There's like four of them, and they're all fairly idiot. So it's the end idiot. of Skyfall. Yeah, pretty much. Or <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was kind of funny. And you went and saw Django today. I saw Django Unchained today. Yeah. The Drago. It's pretty good. It was a bit too long. I think they could have edited it down and it would yeah. be a bit better. But, uh, and that, you, see, you see, I felt there. It's, it's about the same length as The Hobbit. It's just a weird thing. Yeah, I didn't feel too... I didn't notice the length quite so much in The Hobbit as I did in Django. But yeah. The, I preferred it to The Hobbit. I mean, The Hobbit was fine, but it wasn't as nearly on... Yeah, Django had a few of those moments where it's like, oh, wait, the story's still going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like massive set pieces. and stuff. Hold on, there's oh, wait, still a plot here. Yeah, it's like, that didn't actually resolve it fully. That wasn't the end. Oh, right, well, we, better, we better go back and sort this out. Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah there was a bit of a disjoint there. When, well, it's uh, like, when they, you know, appeared on without trying to go too spoilerific, it's like when they ended up at Candyland. It's yeah. like, I thought, oh, there can't be much more to this now. Oh, no, it just no, keeps going. No, no. There's like a whole other hour at that. Well, point. that's that's the thing. Like, but uh, like top quite high billing on the thing is Samuel L. Jackson, and he doesn't turn up until you get to camp until the last third. Yeah. yeah, it's like, and then he's pretty awesome. That's yeah. good. It's a good film. It's a yeah, good film. Cool. Definitely check it out. Uh, you, you, I wonder if you could watch it like in, like turn it into three episodes or something like. There's probably some key points where you could quite easily stop and come. Yeah, back I reckon it. so. Yeah, because it's kind of it's kind of done in like quite self-contained acts in a way. Isn't yeah, it? it could have been a mini series, I suppose. But yeah, well, you know, if, if you were watching it at home, yeah, you, you could know. definitely do that. Yeah, take a break. Uh, it's definitely true of those Lord of the Rings extended editions. Like by the time you get to the Council of Elrond, it's like for fuck's sake, I think I've had enough for a time being. Yeah, I've <laughs> come back to that. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, <laughs> so films, films. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. There was a sort of computer game level of body count in uh, Django when the shootouts finally starts. Like, oh, yeah, pew, yeah. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you want to play Red Dead, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> the, uh, the Undead Nightmare stuff is on sale on... Uh, oh, is it? Well, I already played that. this week, but, you know, just in case. Undead Nightmare is cool. Um, it probably won't be by the time I post this, but... No. Yeah. I thought they were going to do another one, but they never did. Oh, what, another another expansion thing. There are two expansions. Oh, there's three. Are there? Well, well I, I don't know. The other two might have been multiplayer expansions. Yeah, that's I what know. I mean. I don't think there's any other single player ones. That one was really good on Dead Nightmare. I thought they'd do another one, but they didn't. Never mind. Well, it's like, they it, did it, I suppose it's a question of how do you top that? It's like you've already gone balls out crazy. What would you do? Would you go back to the, the main style. world yeah. or, or do something else ridiculous? Yeah. Aliens. Cowboys and aliens, clearly. <laughs> oh man, if they got the license, that would have been funny. <laughs> Potentially. Because they did two expansions for uh, GTA 4. Although the second one was a bit weaker, I thought. 
Gay Tony. Yeah, I preferred um, the um, motorcycle one. Lost and Damned. Was there a third in the end, or did they only do the two? No, it's two. Well, it's because they changed... They changed them from... Not, they were, like, gradually on doing a curve of them not really being expansions as they went through them. It was like, they're moving further away from being expansions and more to being just, like... A whole new game. Yeah, well, well, not really a new game, really but sort well. of, like, standalone version. Well, they did, didn't they? Yeah, they really stood Liberty City Stories yeah. pack. Yeah, they just put them together and called it... A standalone City. game. Yeah. Which is probably quite good. Well, obviously, it's just... It might be how I... Would may prefer to play that game, you know, because it strips back all the. You don't really do much of the extraneous stuff, do you? Like not, not as much. I, I, if you haven't played Lost and Damned, I'd, I'd recommend checking it out if you find a cheap copy of episodes, or it's it was on Steam sales and stuff. Mm. Um, Lost and Damned is quite nice, and the bikes they changed, they improved the handling of the bikes because you spend most of your time on bikes, and it's quite fun. You know, because you can weave through traffic quite. A lot yeah, they're quite stable. I remember seeing you play it. And then... Yeah, they're quite nice. Yeah, it's cool. Lost in the damned. Damned. Damn. That's the one with the cock shot, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, was <laughs> yeah that was the controversy for that one. Cock shot. Yeah, it was quite funny. A bit of dangle. There's quite a lot of dangle in Django. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, oh, yeah, some of the camera work at one point is just like, oh, I don't really don't want to need to be that close to your to your ass. Lols. <laughs> All up in my face. <laughs> so yeah, news. But speaking news, of ass, news? Oh, yeah, speaking so, of ass, speaking <laughs> of ass, <laughs> your favourite topic. Yeah, <laughs> that's well known. There is well, there is some sort of very vague ass-related news. Uh, um, ass news. Ass news. Did you hear that still alive writer? Songwriter Jonathan Coulton did a um, an arrangement of "Baby Got Back." Oh yeah, here's yes. the ass link. This is it was then shamelessly ripped by Glee. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same arrangement and everything, and yet not crediting him. Yeah. No, not crediting at all. And Fox have had the gall to say, "Well, this is just our policy." Of you know, <laughs> we, we can't credit covers of covers, and it's like, so, sorry, what? Yeah, it's retarded. It's fucking ridiculous. It's like, but the problem is, is it's a shaky legal ground from Jonathan's perspective, as in, you know, you might not actually have much power mm-hmm. because what's to say that their cover just isn't a cover of the original mm-hmm. and that they just happened to do it the same way. Mm. It's it, from a legal standpoint, I'm not sure he's really got much to go on. It's like, no, he was investigating whether or not they actually used just straight up ripped audio from his version. Mm-hmm. Um, in which case he will have a, um, okay, it will have a case. But I thought I saw on Reddit that someone had looked at the audio and it was part partly his audio, some of the tracks on it, by doing a, a quick analysis. Mm. But even so, it's just it's fucking mean. It's like the how, thing you was think that, how much money that show brings in, you know, and that, how much they probably had to pay out to put Gaga stuff into the fucking show, and then this one small guy they're just shitting on. I say small guy, you know, he's a very big name, I guess, in the, yeah, the gaming soundtrack community. Yeah. But, um, you know, just to shit all over him. Just... Yeah. Shame on you, Fox. Shame on you. Like everything else about Fucking Fox. Murdoch. We are watching Fox. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best thing in the, even back then in the 90s, like the Simpsons, like they knew they were too good to get cancelled, so they just shit all over their Fox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really fun. 
Is that where the phrase, like, suck like a fox actually ended up coming from? Today, no, I don't know that phrase. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, mean, you know, I was just like, uh, here comes another great mob phrase that we've never heard of. He <laughs> <laughs> was in The Simpsons a few times. The one I always remember is the one where they were doing the, um, where he was the beer baron. Oh, well, I know what phrase you're talking about. That, yeah, yeah. And, he, and he's bowling, like, um, down the, the liquor down yeah. the aisle. It's like, suck. Oh, no, another gutter ball. <laughs> It's like, you sure do suck tonight, Homer. Suck like a fox. <laughs> I think that was probably just... It's just the... Like a fox is a separate like cunning phrase. like a yeah, fox. Yeah, yes. cunning like a fox. Yeah. It's like the opposite. It's funny. Or foxy is in uh, awesome and... Uh, I guess. Yeah, maybe. But you know I, mean? I don't think that's necessarily meant to be yeah. about fox. I don't think suck like a fox. Com- kind of comedian. It's very close to suck like fox. <laughs> <laughs> That's my book theory. <laughs> That's your theory on <laughs> So yes. That's a bit, it's a bit of a shit. Fools at Glee. Yeah. What are they doing? Well, singing. <laughs> yeah, basically. And being more shit than you can possibly imagine. I had the misfortune of being in the same room whilst no one was watching a, like, a more recent episode. It's like, God, how is that show still going? It's, it's friggin' awful. Seems like it's had its time, surely. Yeah. Well, they've mixed up, you know, some of the cast is different now, like half of them have gone or something, or half of it's changed, and it's presumably because the whole Glee Club high school thing doesn't work for this long, because, you know, they leave school. <laughs> and some would, of it is They don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 the actors would get old. <laughs> yeah, but just said they got rid of like half the people, so they could easily just get rid of all of them. So, <laughs> well, yeah, they kept some of them, like some of the uh, originals, and following their college dreams or whatever. Well, that makes sense. They'll run it out until the end of college. Still, I guess. Fuck that shit. Fuck it to hell. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no. It's just. Nah, I'm so angry. <laughs> <laughs> angry on the behalf of Tom Fuckleton, writer of Still Alive. Got my rage on, etc. So, anyone else know what's been happening with THQ? Uh, various people have got various bits of it in the auction. Yeah. Yes. I suppose... Uh, I was, All your favourites are safe. Yeah, I was, I was quite happy that Sega picked up Relic. Yep. That seems like a natural fit. Sega and Relic, that makes sense, because they already have Creative Assembly, don't they? So yeah, for Shogun kind of, and all they, that stuff. They're kind of the strategy guys now, which is a bit weird, but, I mean, uh, Sega as a PC publisher is a bit different to Sega as a Sonic the Hedgehog baker, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's all good. Um, no, yeah, I think that's a, that's going to be a good fit for Sega, I think. What's died? Darksiders died, right? Darksiders that, didn't go anywhere, died. yeah. Yeah. That did not get picked up. Yeah, so that's the one that's gone. Uh, but all the others all the other big ones like Ubisoft got some stuff didn't they and it begs the question what happens with a lot of the things because there's a lot of uh, THQ did a lot of just sort of standalone publishing like you know um, stacking and things like that you know Double Fine oh, yeah, reached yeah. out for some of them for you know certain platforms require publishing and THQ is in a good position to do that sometimes hmm. or was um, and so there's an interesting status like well what happens to that IP on that platform, like some specific rights there. Do they just fall back to Double Fine, for instance, in the case of stacking, or do they? Um, yeah, presumably there might be a lot of properties that are just floating that no one wants, and it's like, well, what happens to them? That's like, who gets them? Do we get them? 
<laughs> Could I buy them for a penny? <laughs> Wouldn't mind. <laughs> but yeah, most of the key stuff is okay. So who got Volition? Uh, can't remember. Oh, it was some weird holdings group or something. It wasn't like a major publisher. Well, so it I weird. thought it was one I thought... of. I thought it was like Activision or something. Uh... Then, wait, was that? Yeah, because Safe Throw was. Oh well, we're going to check it. Oh, so the Activision have got it. I think. Okay, so. well, that that makes sense as well. That's a relatively good fit. Well, Activision got something. <laughs> I think it might be that one. Yeah, we should see the uh, it was Vigil as well. Like a diagram where everything is. Oh, no, wait, or was it? Or was it that those other dudes? I mean, you might be more right about it being in the holding company. It was because it is, is. Was it Volition? Was the one of them? One of these things got bought by the people who are behind the people who were who made Dead Island. Right. It was like yeah. a sub, it was like the Dead Island company's parent company <laughs> bought one of them. Maybe that was what you were thinking of. Mm, possibly. Maybe that's what I was getting wrong. All right, here we go. Here's the breakdown. Right. This is what this is what happened. Break it down. <laughs> okay. So Sega end up getting the company of heroes developer Relic. Yeah. 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 Twenty six point six million it cost them. Um, beating off Bethesda by 0.3 million. So, you know, pretty close bidding there for, for Relic. <laughs> how is that? I don't understand how that even happens in an auction like that. Well, it depends. Are they like blind auctions? Like everyone puts their bid in and then they total them up and then it's like whoever bids yeah, the most. Or do they do then, like- then surely it'd be even less likely to be 0.3 of a million hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I changed this number by 0.3. Well, it depends. I wonder if the analysts are all sort of, you know, they're that good at valuing companies in video game land that they... I don't know, maybe there's some sort of like, maybe it's just based on like sales of their games or something to come up with something. Like so if, there's, maybe there's more of a process to doing it. It's like if it was a blind companies. auction, it was hella coincidental that it was that close. Yeah. And if it was the blind auction, it's like, how does it, how is that even the minimum bid? It's like 300,000 out of 29 million. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to bump you by. Point three of a million. But see, this is another. This is, you won't bump back or something. Well, maybe they've been bumping for a while. Okay, you guys were totally wrong about Volition. It's a bit of a weird one. Cock Media bought Saints Row developer Volition. That's yeah, that's so the Dead Island. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I meant. What I said. Cock. Oh, oh did you? Oh, right. That's what I said the second time. Okay, when I remembered what Dan was talking about. Yeah, it's not like a big publisher, like I said. It's like a parent company. Yeah, of another company. Oh, they, they do publishing, don't they? Cock. Well, yeah, because yeah. Dead Island, presumably. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the, the interesting thing with that is, is that they bid twenty three million for the studio. And the only other bid was from Ubisoft, who bid five point four million. That's harsh, if you ask me. So evidently, it was a blind auction. Then it seems that way. I'll bid you up by eighteen million. (laughs) 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 It seems that it seems like Ubisoft, like judging by the next entry, were just playing that. Oh, what kind of scraps can we pick up for nothing? Mm. Game like they weren't willing to put down real money. But even so, it's a bit. That's a bit. You know, I was expecting. Them, so. I was expecting someone like Activision to want to pick up. No, Saints Row. But because what do Activision have these days other than um, the one that makes all the money? But you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I suppose. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot about so that. They have the two that make all the money. Mm. Yeah, good point. They don't really have quite a wide as, as wide a range as they used to. They yeah. Have <laughs> Yeah, no, maybe they don't need diversity when they got Call of Duty. No, because Guitar Hero isn't exactly a thing for them anymore. So yeah, that's true. That was their other money spinner. Maybe that's Activision's like gig. They're pretty good at finding the one, the odd one thing now that makes them tons and tons of money. Yeah. Rather than 
having a portfolio like they used to. I can't see Call of Duty going out of fashion in the same way as Guitar Hero, though. I think. Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> Says it all the time. D- yeah, depends. Well, no, probably not. They probably Maybe won't. It probably won't go out of fashion in terms of sales, but it's starting to dip. Like not in terms of sales, but like is. the opinion of it is dipping. Apart Even if not, Ops you keep saying the game yeah, gets better. I do. Black Ops 2 <laughs> up again. The Black Ops 2 gets better, but I think public opinion of Call of Duty fatigue. You know, there's like this. I you know I hear more about people going fucking Call of Duty. I'm not, I'm not going to play another one. Kind of you know you hear that sentiment more, but sales obviously lie. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's an awkward scenario. Keep buying it. Um, so Ubisoft now own THQ Montreal. What did they which I can't remember what they did. They might have been the were they the guys behind the UFC games? Maybe. Um, not sure. Um, that was the only bid. So Dark Souls, Ubisoft did basically just crapshoot that one and figure that. Um, Vigil has no buyer. So that's why Darksiders is unpicked up, I guess. Yeah, it's gone. They didn't get the IP or a buyer. That's a real shame because Darksiders is supposed to be a good game. Yeah, Both it's pretty good. Oh, yeah, you played it, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, I no, I didn't in the end. But ah. <laughs> It's all your fault. <laughs> uh, so Crytek have purchased the Homefront IP yeah that's pretty funny what <laughs> that doesn't Homefront seem... why would you want to buy that shit it's, I think they I think it was just like eliminating competition because it's uh, just like a game where you shoot Koreans <laughs> <laughs> we want a monopoly on Korean murder yeah <laughs> although, it moved, although in fairness Crisis moved away from that after the first game it's true maybe they want to bring it back <laughs> or maybe they think they can do a better job that they didn't mind where the, where the series was, what the series was attempting but feel they can do a better job <laughs> maybe they think they can make a better job of making Koreans to shoot I mean, it didn't sell too bad they've already done it before it wasn't, it wasn't a super hit but Homefront wasn't too bad of a, a box office thing Maybe they felt it had some weight in it. So anyway, they paid 500 grand for the IP. Oh, I thought it was 250,000. I don't know. 500 grand, well, in dollars. Oh, probably right. roughly like 250,000 pounds, maybe. Probably a bit more than that, but no other bids. Um, Cock uh, purchased the Metro IP. Maybe that's what Montreal did. But either way, that's weird. Because like, if Cock have Metro... But they didn't. They didn't buy the developer because Volition don't do that. Well, now they will. <laughs> um, I don't see why they can't. It's basically an open world game, sort of, hmm. or a third person shooter, I guess. Actually, I don't know if Metro. No, Metro is first, isn't it? I think so. From what little I've seen of it. Oh yeah, just sorry. Reading on, they're not. They're, this, uh, this particular post hasn't organised it too well. Cock do own Saints Row's IP as well as part of the Volition deal. Yeah, um, Ubisoft has bought the South Park rights. That's right, because that game's going to come out regardless. Stick of truth, yeah, yeah. Um, Obsidian are working on that, aren't they? So yeah, so uh, yeah. THQ were just acting as a publisher for an Obsidian built game, so it's they weren't owned or anything. So that's that will still happen. Um, I Bethesda said they wanted to get into publishing like last year sometime. Hmm. Apparently, they don't. <laughs> They must have made it. Well, they are a publisher, aren't they? Well, yeah, but that's what they 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 only just. It was like the first time they published a game was like last year, and they were like, "We're going to get into publishing." And then, well, didn't they publish Rage? I don't know. Did they? You were the one who played it. Look at the title screen. Lady <laughs> <laughs> Bethesda. I think. Yeah, I think Bethesda put that one out. Rage. Yeah, and that was the one. 
that they were like, now we're a publisher. And we haven't done anything since. In fairness, ID and Bethesda have been fairly quiet for a while. Well, Bethesda's all about Elder Scrolls Online, aren't they? Yeah. Basically, at this point. Well, I suppose the other when expansions for Skyrim. Soon-ish, really? supposedly. Yeah, Skyrim expansions. Well, they must be working on a sequel to Skyrim. Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that's a completely different kind of character, isn't it? From It's not like it's not the same or similar. Well, they wouldn't do a Skyrim 2, would they? They did Elder Scrolls, yeah, that's Elder Scrolls what I mean. 6. But... Yeah, but they'll... And I, think, I reckon that one will be a next-gen... Yeah, title. almost certainly. Yeah. It takes a long time to make these things. Yeah, so get the online out of the way first, though. Yeah, I don't think that'll be a success. <laughs> like <No>. every online <laughs> game. No, well, yeah, nor do I think that's the, that won't be the same team. No, it's no. not. No, it's not. They've been working on it, it uh, side by side for mm. the whole time. <laughs> or maybe they may have been working on it. Maybe, but they have. Suddenly, it's come out. Suddenly, it's appeared. And the art style is like completely different and more cartoony than Skyrim. I don't know about completely different. Little well, bits of it I've seen look quite similar in terms of. I mean, it has to really because it's the same world, I guess. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they want it to be vaguely consistent. Is it the whole world, or is it part of it? Or it's a different part of it, oh. like how all the other Elder Scrolls games have been various different right. parts of the continent or whatever. And I think that online one is meant to be like in the past or whatever. Uh, it's like getting to tell the tale of some event that happened. Okay. <laughs> that I'm not familiar with because I don't really care about the history of Elder Souls. No, I really don't either. It's a weird <laughs> universe where you kind of don't care about a lot of the lore at all because right. it's just not that. These elves do are bad. It's just very generic <laughs> kind of fantasy going on in Elder Scrolls, I always felt. And Skyrim makes up for, for it by having kind of, I don't know, I don't know how, but it somehow does make up with it for it to some extent. The story's not really that important, though, or background. Well, yeah, exactly. It's like most of Skyrim, you don't give a shit about the story. Yeah. It's like, why are these elves are evil for some reason, for some reason that we don't really care about? It's some accord or some shit. Some, some bollocks. And, <laughs> I don't know, and then we get an Elder Scroll, of yeah. course, because... That's you know, why the name not? of the game. Derp, why didn't I think of that? Ubisoft bought THQ Montreal for the obvious reason that Ubisoft obviously has a big presence in Montreal. <laughs> well, that's guess. not necessarily a good reason. Well, there's a convenient reason. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I forgot about that. That makes sense. Who made Deus Ex and all that shit? Uh, it was Iron Storm originally. <laughs> no, I mean, in, I mean, Human Revolution. Square. That's Square. Square. Yeah. But they're, they're Canadian, aren't they? Yeah, that, that studio is, yeah. Is that Montreal? Yeah. Yeah. Aren't they doing... That's why, that's why one of the levels in Deus Ex is in... Is in... Oh, that's right. It's in you, Montreal, yeah. And then you can't see any... <laughs> you look, you come on top of that building, you're like, where's the tower? I want to see the tower! And it's for it stop, because that's not... Because as we discussed previously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what, what were you thinking of? Another Canadian city? Or yeah. Were you thinking of Seattle? No. Well, I got confused. that as well. Yeah. Anyway. Space Needle. Yeah, there's that one. Yeah. That's only in uh, that game. What's it called? <laughs> what is the Space Needle? Yeah. Oh, uh, World in Conflict. Yeah, that's it. Oh, because yeah. it's Seattle, yeah. Yeah. Because you fuck up the Space Needle. Well, you don't have to, but it gets fucked up in general. Yeah. <laughs> By just existing on the battlefield. That's how it tends to happen in World in mm. Conflict. Yeah. yeah. Shit just gets blown up. That game is crazy. That game is awesome. Why didn't they make a sequel to that? It's a very good question. Oh, it's, what are they doing? Who is it? It's forgotten. <laughs> they made grand. Talk about yourselves. I'm going to look behind me uh, and kick the table. Kick the table. 
<laughs> you can't reach it. It's Sierra and Massif. Oh, well, Massive. Sierra, went, Sierra disappeared, so that explains that, I guess. What mm. did Massif go on to do? Let's find out. I don't know. I think... <laughs> And then Rob can use his iPad. <laughs> silence. Radio silence. <laughs> this is where you guys are supposed to fill in for me if I'm doing <laughs> well, 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 I don't know. If we move on, then we'll have to come back to this. It won't make any sense. He's Google Massive. Massive attack. <laughs> yeah, that was going to be helpful. <laughs> yeah. Just Google some massive. Yeah, that didn't work too well. Safe search on. Super massive. It might be owned by Ubisoft now. Ubi Ubi. Hmm. Acquired by Vivendi in 2002. Yeah, what have they made since um, Ground Control? It's a question. Oh, apparently they work on. They were involved in Assassin's Creed and Far Cry 3. Oh. Well, yeah, but, like, everyone Sorry. was involved in Assassin's Creed, well, so that's already counts. So that's like, uh, a Ubisoft uh, thing. They, Every they, single studio they have works on all of their products. Yeah, so it sounds like Massive now operates as a. As, a, as one of Ubisoft's many helper studios. Do some of our work. Yeah. That's a shame. We need more awesome strategy games of Doom. <laughs> Do we? I don't know. No? Sega, Sega's got that tied up. <laughs> well, it's XCOM. Gas-powered games is going out of business. Sort of, maybe. What, the um, Supreme, Commander. Supreme Commander dudes? Well, you've got that Kickstarter for Planetary, planetary Annihilation. <laughs> yeah, but that's not them. <laughs> I know. But They're on in, Kickstarter now. I, right. Oh, are they? Yeah, they, well, it was sort of weird. They made a Kickstarter for a game that they were working on, or trying to start working on, or whatever it was, but it sort of turned into a Save the Company Kickstarter, because about that time they were like, oh shit, we actually need this money now. Oh no. <laughs> we're not just trying to get funds because we want money, we're trying to get funds because if we don't, we're not going to be able to do it at all. Mm. Shit. So yeah. That's the same. Not really. I guess Power kind of sucked. It was, all, it was all like, oh, it's Chris Taylor. He's going to make awesome games, but then he doesn't. But then he <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I don't really like to see any developer studio go under. You know, <laughs> well, not, not everyone can be a success. No, yeah. but I mean, I, I, you know, you never want to see it, but Supreme Commander weren't bad games. They kind of were. They were like hella average. Let's hope Planetary Annihilation is better. But that's the thing, were they average? Because they came out at, well, I mean, even if they were, they came out at a time when there wasn't really much going on on the strategy scene. That's all yeah, the time. Well, that's what they were playing on, though. It was it like, is, it is now. Anyway. We're going to bring it, bring back Total Annihilation in this new awesome game. And it was like, oh, it's kind of shit. <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't TA, was it? It was still grand scale. Yeah. And you seemed to enjoy it at the time. You played it a lot. Well, Supreme Commander was okay, but it wasn't. Wasn't complicated or, or or you know it didn't really have mission. Well, well I suppose T- TA never really had much in the way of strategy, to be honest. Well, it had more strategy than Supreme Commander. Somehow. It was always just brute force, I think. Like, well, yeah, you you played it like that, really. But there well, was except for my tactic, which was to always just build the big fucking long range turrets and nuke shit from afar. Well, yeah, that was the main strategy. But that had that had that was still a strategy. It was like you had to defend your base for long enough to actually build the damn thing. Yeah, <laughs> that was how I always played skirmishes yeah but it made them last really long it was like Supreme Commander never had didn't have any it was like all the units were 
generically the same and and all the three sides were the same and they only looked different. Yeah, that, that I had a bit more of a problem with. But again, that was a TA throwback, though, because the sides were fairly similar. No, they that. were. They, that was the difference. That, that was why TA was better, because uh, Coronado had units that filled the same roles but were actually different enough to make it different. I never felt that. I always felt Coronado were, you know, just... Again, slightly different models. They were slightly different. Like you know, one would use lasers more than like the the, the, the pew pew mini guy. You know, yeah, there'd, was, be, there'd always be different. there'd always be slight changes. And the later units were totally different. Like the stupid giant that the can, whereas the hugely armored robot that one team gets. Can't remember which one. I think that's oh, four. Yes, I remember. But do you know what I mean? They're, but that's the kind of they're, they're almost the equivalent of Supreme Commander's like ridiculous units. Yeah, but then Supreme Commander's ridiculous units were like too ridiculous, really. They kind of they they were like it was there there was like a big jump in the scale, whereas like in the Supreme Commander thing, it was like Tech One, Tech Two, and Tech Three were all like virtually the same, <laughs> and then you had the super units which were miles up the other end of the scale. Uh, yeah, it was a bit like that. I'll agree with that. And then Supreme Commander 2 was poop, so there you go. <laughs> well, it was a very different a- attempt, wasn't it? And they, did, do you reckon they tried to bite off some of the world in conflict pie? No, they tried to simplify it in other ways. Or Starcraft it. Well, not really even that. It was just like everything was weirdly based on upgrade trees for like every unit had its own upgrade tree except those didn't even matter either <laughs> you'd think that'd make a big difference but it was just like you just upgrade and there you go it was just like another step hmm. probably better than Halo was <laughs> probably <laughs> anyway and then all the other gas powered games were like whatever what did they do like Dungeon Siege or something no did they I can't remember Something like that. Yeah, kind of these other games that people didn't care very much about. There was a period, wasn't there, where PC games were a bit like that for a while, where there seemed to be a re- quite a number of releases, but all of them seemed kind of naff. It's well, you know, there's a few that passed passed us by. I think that were. I don't think any of us are that interested in like the Mountain Blade series, which is supposed to be quite good, but. You know, I have zero interest in, and you know, again, there's that chivalry game that came out fairly recently, which is again supposed to be quite good. Same sort of time period, mysteriously, <laughs> but it's like there just seem to be tons of those sort of games that came out of something. They were all they all looked middling to me, but so I wasn't interested. And it's like maybe you know when maybe guest power were involved in that somewhere. <laughs> mm. I don't know. So strategy games, yeah, strategy games have had a bit of a death, haven't they? Really? Because what, what were the last really good ones? Like Dawn of War Two is pretty great. Um, um, you're making me think. <laughs> Company of Heroes was pretty great, but that was soon after World in Conflict. Really, that was around that time. Advance Wars Dual Strike. Oh, Shogun, yeah, I suppose, counts. Though. Yeah, Shogun Total War 2 is pretty, is pretty good. Some people think Red Alert 3 was okay, but... Well, not as good as 2, though. <laughs> no, really. obviously. 2 was awesome. That was ages ago now, though. Yep. Yeah, I didn't play... Last CNC game I played was CNC 3, uh, briefly. Did you play Red Alert 2? I before. played Red Alert 2, yeah. yeah, yeah. Red Alert 2 yeah, was yeah. great. And it was like yeah, that was the game that redeemed Ty- Tiberium Sun or whatever it was. Yeah, I kind of want to play Red Alert Two again just for hilarity's sake. And the hilarious like, videos were quite funny. Yeah, well. <laughs> because the tech was sort of there, wasn't there, with the with with the proper CNC sequel, CNC yeah. Two, or where is it? Tiberium Sun? Is yeah. that the actual name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, 
Yeah, because the tech was there. It looked kind of impressive at the time. It's just I found the game really awkward. Yeah, Tiberium Sun was a bit weird, it to say the it least. It didn't feel good. No. Um, and I always preferred Red Alert out of the original two anyway. Yeah, and it's, um, true. And then Red Alert 2 well, came out. Although Red Alert like, 2 Let's is... go balls out crazy this time. Yeah. And it was... Well, Red Alert 2, Red Alert, the original Red Alert had a totally different feel. It wasn't crazy, really. It was like no, very Cold war and very dark. It's like the story was kind of, yeah. you know, it was almost like, you know, well, I suppose Westwood at the time were a bit bonkers anyway with how they set things up. So it had that kind of cheesy feel that they were known for, but... Yeah, it, it, did, it played it relatively straight. Yeah, it definitely did. Whereas Red Alert 2 went crazy, but it suited it. Yeah, it does, like, yeah. wildly. I wouldn't mind a game that was like the original Red Alert, though. Yeah, perhaps someone could try it again. Like, alternative history. I don't know how it would look now, though. I think that's what, that's what World of Warcraft was. Conflict, yeah, I guess that's what World of Warcraft was trying to do. Oh, well, yeah, but that didn't have, like... That was taking the realistic stance, wasn't it, rather than... yeah. Chrono spheres. Yeah, it didn't have Albert Einstein. <laughs> yeah, but they just, they just didn't explain it in World of Conflict. They didn't say some guy went back in time and changed history. It was just like, this is what is happening. <laughs> yeah. In, in 1980s America for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good though. Yeah, it was cool. I guess that is what I was asking for, really, isn't it? World of Conflict. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Although, I guess even in Red Alert, they did kind of have some amount of slight elements of craziness. Yeah. Once you got to Chronosphere and shit. And you got Tanya and shit. She's yeah. pretty insane. Cha-ching! Cha-ching! <laughs> <laughs> it's more in two, though. Yeah, she more. She wasn't quite so crazy in one. No, she was she pretty, was pretty crazy, crazy. She was pretty crazy, but not... not, not, not uh, well, she wasn't part of the story. <laughs> yeah. She was just a unit, basically. Yeah. And, and <laughs> she was sort of in the story. Yeah, but not nearly as much. <laughs> It's like in two, she's basically the main character of the Allied campaign. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I suppose. She's got the crazy president, dude. Yeah, but he doesn't stick around for long. As soon as you unmind control him, and then he's like, I have to go hide in the bunker now. <laughs> I'm never going to see you again. That, that president dude in Red Alert 2 is like one of the main characters in Twin Peaks. <laughs> it's just really weird when I went, came, went to watch Twin Peaks. It's like, it's the president from Red Alert 2. I'm serious. Yeah. How oh, yeah. Any other news? News. Oh, are we talking news? Oh, did I talk about the extra characters that are going to be in the PC version of um, Sonic you didn't, Sega but I have Stars seen, Racing Transformed? I have seen that. I don't understand. Is, are they like the three TF2 characters that are in it? Are they like one car? That you know what? I'm not sure. I, I think, I think it might have been Probably. three different characters like in different, depending on what mode it's in. Yeah, that's what like, I was like, wondering. So the Heavy, the Pyro, and the Medic, I think it was. Or spy. Or was the Spy. I'm sure I heard the Medic in the trailer. So is the Pyro like the car and the Spy's the well, plane? The, 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 the when I watched that trailer I was like did they not get the real voices because <laughs> they sound totally different oh, no, I, I thought they got the real ones no, I'm not sure they did I thought they just ripped samples straight out of the game and, and particularly well weirdly the pyro is the one that sounds least like the actual pyro <laughs> even though you'd think it'd be quite easy to imitate <laughs> So there's that, and there were a couple others, weren't they? The Crap Shogun. All oh, right, uh, Shogun, which it just looks pretty cool actually, because the boat form is like a typical sort of Japanese stylized fish, right? Like, is it carp? Yeah, trout. Yeah, carp. Yeah, carp. Big mouth thing. Looks really cool. Um, <laughs> the third one is the is the shit one, to be honest, because it's like, well, what other PC franchises do we, <laughs> do, could we, could we link in with? Let's go with Football Manager. <laughs> Of and, course. And they put a car in it called the Tactician. 
Because football's for wheels. Is football manager championship manager, is it different? I can't remember what's happened with those franchises. Because there used to be two competing, weren't there? And yeah, I think they swapped I, over well, at one point or something. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. I never cared. No, no. Well, championship manager was, like, amazing back when you didn't have very good graphics and that was, like, all you could Well, yeah, do. you had to use all of your computer's power at the yeah, time to run the figures. To work out the uh, what was going to go on in the match. Because it simulated everything, not, not just your matches. It was running the... All the matches. It was running the simulations properly on everything. Freaking crazy. That's an insane game. Well... To a, to a point. It wasn't running them as quite yeah, the same, yeah. but it did a lot of work. Um, yeah, I don't know. It might, it might be. I think it's... I have a feeling in my head that it was the same team you yeah. know, that Sega acquired it and it just sort of changed names. And you know, It probably wasn't... It's probably not the same IP because, you know, maybe, but maybe the team had troubles and they all sort of jumped ship and Sega were like, well, whatever, make the same game, we'll just call it something else. <laughs> I remember going in the video rental shop in Needham Market and seeing the book behind the counter just playing championship manager. Like, <laughs> 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 Awesome. Yeah, they were, they were a big deal. They're not so much anymore. I suppose people play FIFA now. I suppose. It's a bit different though, isn't it? Well, they joined in, in a fantasy football league, I don't know. FIFA. FIFA. I still find it fucking weird that the Xbox has that whole show devoted to FIFA, the boot room, right. or whatever. Like it's just it's just FIFA all the time. Yep. Like people watch football all the time, but but it's not like gameplay really. It's like how to play it and stuff like that. Like it's a right. I don't know, it's just like, can that show really run for that long? Apparently so. It's like, well, I, don't, I don't get it, but how many episodes are Is there really that much depth in a FIFA Enough. game system? <laughs> how recently have you looked at the evolution? I, I just know that it's, it comes up with new updates every now and then. It's like, not, like, they haven't looked at them in detail, but why do I care about FIFA? Fuck that game. It's supposed to be quite good. Don't really care. Yeah, I just don't care about sports games. Yeah, fair enough. It's like not any of them anymore. You like NHL. Yeah, no but like, well, that's, well, NHL has gone downhill since 2002. NHL 2002 is clearly the defining moment of that series because it's the most fun. It's been 10 years since it was good. It's 2001, though, wasn't it? No, it was 2K2 we used to play a lot. I thought, I thought too, we tried 2K2. We had no, 2003 like... on the GameCube. Well, yeah, I remember that. that. Was the I thought, I thought that was the we tried upgraded from the PC while we were playing. Uh... I think that might have been a few years later. No, 2002 is definitely the one we we get into. We got into with the modding and the chemical purpose. It was sweet. So, yes. It had such an emphasis on just beating people the fuck down, which was just fun. <laughs> Hard check. Boom! <laughs> So more news? I don't know if I saw any... I saw some stories this week, I guess. PS Vita is doing terribly, naturally. No, I don't think anyone was really surprised. Yep, so that... By that. Either the, the, the article was basically saying either they cut the price and sell it at the last, which is a gamble, obviously, or it's fucked. <laughs> well, that was the other thing I was going to mention, actually. Um, but um, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing again. So twenty pound price point. Yeah. Decent. So what the hell is whatever Sega's doing? <laughs> yeah. To like pull that pull that stuff off when they have to release them full price on consoles. Keep doing it. I like it. 
maybe the Sonic name just isn't worth very much on PC, so like, fuck it, whatever, make it half price. Speaking of dumb pricing... It's not dumb. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> no, yeah, but that, that's a bit... Dumb pricing as in, like... No, I'm not saying that is dumb, I'm saying the fact that it has to be that much on consoles right, is dumb. Okay. What is the price of dumb? <laughs> yeah, that is the question. Is there dumb. some kind of dumb market? Speaking There's of dumb, dumb markets. <laughs> get, get your dumb hit. I call the GG market. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of dumb pricing, I went and looked on Amazon to see how. It's, well, I went and looked around to the see. Mass 3? No, I don't know that. You have that? Yeah, I've had it since Christmas when I bought it. I, didn't I know told you, you about that. It. But then you said, are you going to play it? And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to play it yet. Oh, oh, so you have it and you're not going to play it? Not yet. Oh. I might get around to Why it. Why have you been point. complaining about being bored when you've got like Mass Effect 3? to play Mass Effect 3. Okay, why'd you buy it then? Because I might want to play it <laughs> at some point. Uh, okay. And if I have it, it will be easier for me to actually do that when it comes to the thing where I'm like, I could really go for some Mass Effect 3, but then if, I, if, if at that point I had to order it, I probably wouldn't, you did, see. Did Mass Effect 2 really jade you that much, then? Or? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Also, it's the fact that I feel I still feel like I'd want to play the some of the DLCs, like maybe the Shadow Broker one. Yeah, people say they're the never going to go down in price, so that kind of no. puts me off of that. Oh, right, and therefore, yeah. I'm like, but I don't want to start Mass Effect free and do <laughs> the classic <laughs> completion problem. Yeah, people say that's the one to do if you're going to do any of the Mass Effect 2 deals. Which was another thing which would have been nice if I could have used you know, those stupid vouchers on Origin. Because then I could have bought the Shadow Breaker DLC. Did, when you played 2, did you play with like Zaid and Firewalker? Yeah. Still? Okay, so you at least had that. Yeah, not that those are important. No, Zaid was nice to have vouchers, you know, added quite a lot for free. Yeah. And the Firewalker fire, wasn't important. Well, the Firewalker was kind of nice to be a vehicle thing, just to, to show that they could do a they vehicle thing and it yeah. wasn't shit. And the <laughs> well, Norm- not completely, anyway. No, and the Normandy crash site was a bit of a throwaway. Yeah. That. I'm glad that was free. But yeah, speaking of dumb pricing... After the looking at that SimCity yeah. shit deal, I went and looked on Amazon and and Game because their websites around. Surprisingly, <laughs> they still sell games after they recovered, and it was the same price as Amazon. But I was like, oh look, on 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 Game and Amazon, it's thirty five quid. <laughs> Fuck you, Origin. <laughs> what is the super edition? No, the limited edition, oh, the hmm. one that's forty five or something on Origin. What the fuck? What's wrong with them? Yep. So it's just like, what you, Origin? Jeez, they will lose. Yep, everything. I don't understand. But the more I've seen of SimCity, the more worried I am. Well, the beta's like, going right now, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it like the just cities are just small? Yeah, it looks like the cities are small, and the region thing looks well. It looks dumb, and it also might be dumb. <laughs> In the comments I've seen saying, I've been saying it looks more like a sort of more like a kind of Tropico style game rather than SimCity. Yeah. Hmm. Things are looking suspiciously simplistic, basically. Damn it. That's what, well, well, wait for it. Guess what game they're going to play? DLC. Yeah, and that. Everyone thinks that. Fuck's and sake. always on. That's the other thing. Oh, yeah. Because it's all multiplayer. You can't not be in a... Well... Oh, really? It's not a really multiplayer. It's like... <laughs> what, it's going to have some other cities in the vicinity. Like Spore, yeah. kind of. Or is this yeah. in the region, you mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Was Spore always on multiplayer? Or did it well, it not because exactly. it downloaded the creatures and stuff. Yeah, other players know that never affected your world, but the creatures and their creations could infiltrate your game rather than yeah. your system building them or pulling from a library. 
But I'm fairly sure in SimCity it will be like you'll be able to have private regions. Because otherwise that'd be done. Otherwise, how would you play with the people you actually care about? Yeah. You don't just want everyone on your map to be populated by random people. Yeah. You want to be able to lock it down somewhat. Who knows? But apparently all the save games are going to be stored on the cloud. Okay. So you if you disconnect, play. you're fucked. <laughs> well, that's what they've been saying. You're fucked if you disconnect, right? Well, yeah, but that, in this case, specifically because the save files are in the cloud, it's like, if we can't sync your save because your internet connection goes down, you just lose it. Well, it depends on how, how, how it plays. Like, Because if it's like always on, in a way, maybe it's doing you know Delta updates quite frequently. Well, they say, like... You, you, we, we'll allow you to preserve your game for like a couple of minutes in case your connection goes down and comes back. Like a couple of minutes is how long their update cycle is, I guess, on refreshing the save files. Great. And then there's like weird global markets, you know, like selling raw materials and stuff, and that's probably going to go really badly for them <laughs> because oh, well, <laughs> inevitably, anytime there's any kind of market simulation and you have real people involved. <laughs> It's going to get fucked. <laughs> it always goes quite extreme, doesn't it? Like, they never seem to balance out like a real-world economy. It's even, like, things just don't... You know, their prices go super high or super low. Well, it's because there'll always be... And there'll always, always, there'll be an exploit somewhere, like Eve. You can't get away from it. There's always somewhere, on, somewhere in the market where it's like, we secretly know that this one material is only made in these specific locations and we get tons of money because we're exploiting that. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's cool in Eve context. Yeah, but it's not going to be cool in specific, clearly. Because no. their, their thing isn't going to be nearly as expensive. I in think- Eve, it's like... There's so many different things to do. It kind of, even though it is an exploit that's making a shit ton of money for someone, or not really an exploit, it's exploitable, and it's making a shit ton of money for someone, it sort of gets drowned out in the largeness of the market. Mm. Like, a few people are getting a ton of money. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I predict that their service will crash on day one. Probably, (laughs) but then that always happens. Yeah, have to drive by three. That if anyone's going to know how much traffic they're going to get, it's the people that make World of Warcraft, and they still manage to fuck it up. <laughs> you know what? You know what else is worrying about this because it's if it gives that game a shelf life. Yeah, yeah. They turn off the yeah. servers. Yeah, that's horrid. SimCity Four is probably still fun to play right now. Yep, it is. Yeah, but this is the thing, actually. I wonder if this is you know another experiment on EA's part to try and find a pricing model that's going to help them. Like long term, you know. Well, you know what EA is like. Sort of pricing, which what pricing pricing model are they looking at? Well, if games have shelf lives and they force them, that then it's almost force starts forcing players to have to buy the next edition. Like always on DRM systems for Ubisoft. Like if they if they decide to turn off that server, I don't know. If it forces everyone else to do the play, you know, move on to another edition or do something else. I don't really buy that kind of argument because it's like I can see where if that. That might be what they're thinking. But if you look at Call of Duty, like the, the actual multiplier doesn't change much between editions, but it doesn't stop t- everyone buying the fucking new one, does it? Because everyone wants the new shit. Well, yeah, because it's the most value for money way to get, like, the most new, I suppose, isn't it? That's why I don't subscribe to the DLC stuff for Call of Duty, because it is, a, frankly, a rip-off. Yeah. And it's, um, as much as I might... Like, That's why it's there, though. It's, yeah. for, it's for people who want, who have to have everything Call of Duty. Exactly. And therefore, they rip them and, off because they want, they want to be ripped off. And Halo's the same thing. They, they're, they're quite expensive with their packs and will occasionally do a deal that makes them slightly more reasonable. But, mm. um, 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. The circuit me thinks that you know EA have tried have tried to pull a lot of shit recently, and maybe the experimentation wagon is still rolling. It's like you know, if there's <laughs> experimentation <lot> wagon. <laughs> Welcome to the experimentation wagon. Oh shit! I don't think rolling. I don't think that SimCity is the place that they'd want to do that experiment on. No, I don't that think it's large enough. For, I don't think SimCity is large enough for them to get meaningful data. Basically, it is large. It's large, People but it's not like super large. It. <laughs> what, what's it's not like the Sims. If they well, made The Sims free like this, well, but maybe The Sims maybe. has like run its course now, and they're trying. You know, SimCity so it has got. They're still releasing shit for The Sims Free. Not sure. Yeah, Sims Four, I expect. SimCity has a bit of a hype train behind it, though. Yeah, but not really. It's like in our community of like PC gamers, who yeah, have been exactly. playing SimCity for years. Maybe people not. Who like SimCity in the wider market? Most people probably don't remember SimCity now. Well, I'm saying, not saying most people, but... And it's not exactly had, like, super marketing push or anything. Yet. Not, well, yet. not yet. I no, don't think it will. It might. Yeah, it might do. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw big posters for that on the underground and stuff. Is SimCity. it going to be a console version? Uh, no. 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 Oh, there, so, okay, that's wise. It probably means it'll be a better game. <laughs> I don't think they could make a console version with that architecture. I'm surprised they didn't try. They could probably try and make it work on a some kind of tablet or some shit. Yeah, um, you could work on know. tablet, but... Yeah, they already made shitty versions of SimCity for social shit. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and those turned out really bad. Yeah, really bad. It would be interesting on a Surface Pro, that's for sure. It's almost the ideal place for it. You know, yeah, I doubt they'd have put thought about, oh, wait, well, what are we going to do for touchscreen laptops? Oh, we're going to add touchscreen controls <laughs> yeah, to our games. Not. It's like, no. Although that would be kind of cool in places. I think my, one of my main... <laughs> it's like, the thing that annoyed me the most about... It's like, when I saw video, or yeah. when they do oh, these yeah. demonstration videos of, like, playing the game, it's like, that looks fine. Oh, <laughs> it cool. looks like a game. Yeah. I wouldn't play that for me. But, but it's when the, Yeah, it's when they're showing screenshots and, like, stuff that's not the actual main game screen, like the overview of the region and stuff. It's like... Now it looks really dumb. <laughs> it's like these little tiny pocket cities and then like mysterious green open space between them and they're connected by pointless roads. Right. So it doesn't look... And also like... Because for the landscapes kind of look kind of real. Well, it's because you can make them. Yeah. And that's the other thing them. that worries me about it. It's like I haven't seen that single case where the landscape isn't totally flat. Yeah. Well, no, actually, in one screenshot of a region, there's like one city which looks like the corner of the map has a slight slope in it. And I'm like, is that... Is that actually in the city or not? I can't tell. <laughs> but if it is like, that's not necessarily a bad thing because I mean, probably ninety percent of the cities I made in City Four were made on flat <laughs> terrain. Yeah, but just... that's more because I was about like theoreticals rather than you know, I didn't want to battle the landscape. I wanted to try and battle the systems of the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To know, but it's like it just seems, and all the fact the fact that these areas seem quite small and they're just square, and then you end up with these weird. It's the classic. It's I mean, it happened in SimCity Four to some extent, where it's just like you have this incredibly square city that's just sitting in the middle of this open plain. <laughs> it looks kind of weird. You kind of need to at least be battling like crazy rivers and stuff, like in real cities. A lot of them are on flat floodplains yeah, exactly. in the middle of a valley, but they have crazy rivers and shit going through them. Yeah. You want bridges and shit. Yeah, exactly. It's more fun. But, but that was always cool. the thing that maybe, well, it's, it's, cool. it's, it's, I suppose it's against its name, you know, it's SimCity, but I always want, a bit of me always kind of wanted perhaps for them to try and model like the sprawling out of town sort of like less, well, I mean, you, you could know, do, do the less dense stuff. It's like you better. could almost do that in SimCity 4. Yeah. Because you could make neighboring regions and just have a farm region yeah. with like a small town in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They never, 
they were just one big zone or almost you know they never looked quite right you know maybe it's just a, a fundamental visual thing well i think like they never felt satisfied well i think they can just make this look a lot better just visually by making it so that we're on the region map it's like where the city is nearing the boundary of the square it like adds decorative suburbs on the region map to make it look like an actual city maybe oh, i guess <laughs> yeah, well, yeah perhaps the area you're allowed to build in is actually somewhat you know, so the regions don't like literally bump up against no, they each don't. other. So you know, and then they can do like nice sort of connecting highways. Well, it's the way. That, I mean, another thing that's on that on this new SimCity region wrap is like you have the free cities that free people, free different people can theoretically play, and then well, this kind of looks dumb in itself. But it's basically a group of free cities, and then one position for a special project and then another group of free cities and its position for a special project hmm. and it's like that special project could be like an airport and then that just kind of looks really weird it's like <laughs> these free cities they're just an airport in the middle of the countryside <laughs> of course that is kind of random. or a space center or a power station it's like yeah a power station commuter village or <laughs> but yeah it doesn't it seems like it could be a bit more like that would be a really interesting meta game if they decided to make like you know so um, in the bigger scale of the map, say that you know the the special projects you have to build, there's like a certain way of doing those, and everyone who's playing in that area has to sort of like build well, that's what, what they say, what makes sense to the. That it's like map. all three of the cities are going to contribute to the project, but I'm sure that just means money. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> so, I mean, what else do? so it's like it's bigger than More the three cities. Maybe it's bigger than the three cities. I mean, so you know, like effects. Like your country, almost that you're playing. Wow. On, if it has a concept like that, and then yeah, I'm sure they could, but I doubt it would make that much difference. I mean, yeah, it could be a bastard. Let's, let's, let me put it that way. Cause, <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of things people might not understand that and just build shit, and it's like, oh shit, well, I've got to build the crappy stuff. Well, yeah, a lot yeah. of things could be bastards. Where it's just like, what if you get stuck with some random retard who gets plonked down in the city next to you, and he just makes a shit ton of pollution and it fucks you up. <laughs> That surely, seems quite likely, in fact. Sure, yeah, surely it kind of discourages experimentation. Yeah, as well. Exactly. I, you're definitely going to be complaining about this game. Yeah, um, I would say so. Yeah, I think it's, they're trying some interesting things, but I don't think. I think uh, what they've added and you know this way of playing perhaps should have been an option. Yeah, yeah, it should but, have still had a single player mode. Basically, is yeah. what we're saying. Yeah, I mean, it would. I, I think it's kind of it's nice that they're trying to do different things. It's you know because there's nothing you know you could argue that the first four Sim Cities are essentially just the same game, just a bit better each time. Yeah, and it's like well, this time it's like well, let's do, you know let's do some something else. And it's I, I've decided what the, like the first thing that I want to try as an experiment in New Sim City is the first thing I'm going to try and do is determine how well how well the pathfinding works because that is <laughs> always the thing that has been shitty forever. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing they've made a big deal of this time as well. Yeah. So uh, I was thinking about how how do you make a test scenario for this? Mm-hmm. So what you obviously have to do is you have to build like two residential plots on either side of a two parallel roads and then build an industrial zone off to one side. Mm. So then if it's retarded, everyone from the plot that's on the opposite side will try and commute down the wrong road and then that road will get super congested and then it will just be retarded. If it's clever, eventually it will like balance it out because it will be like people will go, oh no, that road's too crowded, I'll better try this other route. Yeah, I was about to say, if it's clever, you'll get a small percentage of assholes who use your residential suburb road outside your fucking house. Well, that, 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 running, yeah. that too, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> fucking hate that so yeah that's that's gonna be my experiment i'm gonna make that make that situation and be like okay let's see if, but of course that kind of relies on 
can I get that data out of the game? Because actually in SimCity 4, they did add that into the expansion where you could have the route query that showed you where people were actually traveling. <laughs> well, they've got all these data layers shit. Yeah, but that, so. I, it's like, what does that really show? That's a good question. <laughs> data? Yeah, I guess. But, it's like, but how much? Look at this Are power flowing gonna... out. Of, it's like, here's some blobs flowing along a road and going to the houses. What does that mean? Where are the numbers? Mm. I don't just need visual things. I need numbers as well. <laughs> yeah, it's nice enough having like a little visual cue of like message packets moving around the thing. But Well, yeah, yeah that would be like, nice to sort of, you know, you know, at a glance, like, where's the problem? And then zoom in and go, how bad is it? And then... And it, I don't even... It's like, that's not how a power grid works. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. You know, the further away you are from the power station doesn't really affect your chance of getting power. <laughs> no. Well, it might if you're really far away and in the shits. Yes, but, but then that's why in real life they have, like, transformer stations and stuff. I'm not, I'm not saying that, that you know, if, if you're in the middle of nowhere that we actually call it the shits. But... <laughs> it's like, that sort of makes sense for water, I guess. Like, in real life yeah. you have water towers water that add pressure. But electricity doesn't have pressure. No. <laughs> Voltage. I guess it drops, but it drops over the whole network, doesn't it? Yeah. You keep the, you keep the grid to the same Charged frequency yeah. uh, all the time. It doesn't matter how far away you are, as long as you're playing connected. Yeah. It's not like those transformer stations like boost the, boost no, the signal or something. <laughs> that's not how it works. Well, it's because voltage is a weird thing in itself, really, where it's like... Because it's not based on pressure, where it's like you can shove an electron in at one end and it always comes out at the other one, or not it, another it, electron yeah. does. Yeah. No. <laughs> Somehow, because that's just how electricity works. It's mysterious. <laughs> So SimCity. Yeah, got that. it. saw a video the other day of the guy actually, actually in the National Control Centre for the National Grid, and he was watching EastEnders, and he knew it was going to end and everyone was going to send Make a cup of tea, yeah. yeah. But it went, and they, they had all their predictions, but the BBC, like, their timing was off, so it was actually, like, a minute over, and they were like, shit, <laughs> it's not finished, and stuff, and the frequency was being plotted in real time on this graph, and then suddenly it ended, and they'd already gone a bit, oh, and it went down, and he was like, he was on the phone saying, for God's sake, activate the crazy Turn all the generators. Yeah, because they have that crazy one in the late district where all the water is they stored pump up. the water up slowly. Yeah. yeah, but then they could release it all within like one minute. They were like, fire it off! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so don't we cool. siphon from France quite frequently? Yeah, yeah. That, that, they yeah. were talking about that as well. Uh, what happened was they... Um, and on that situation was the the high voltage line from France tripped, so they, oh, they shit. yeah they had to uh, activate the crazy storage uh, mechanisms. storage mechanisms. Yeah, it was like that's hilarious. <laughs> March the fifth. Anyway, it's apparently when this thing comes out. Okay, that's good. That sounds like a solid date, yeah, I guess. Yeah, not far away. <laughs> Close enough that they probably won't change it at this point, even if there's going to be like. Secondary patches or some shit, as there always is, of course. It's on Origin, so I guess patches. <laughs> no, I hope they're not three gig patches. Yeah, I wonder how big it's going to be. Fucking Battlefield. Does GTA have a release date yet? No. I... Yeah. The, the... <laughs> <laughs> all those other GTA games are going Oh, out. yeah, all those other <laughs> GTA games. I think, they, I think they gave a sort of rough time frame. You know what else still doesn't fucking have a release date? Got them starbound. I haven't come out already. Yeah, that, that, that is taking too long now. I want that game to come out. It's looking really awesome. Uh, more so every time. Terraria 2. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's now like new content for Terraria because they're launching on consoles. Well, yeah, new console content. You won't get it on PC. I apparently. thought you were going to. No. Oh. 
bullshit. Because it's basically a different team. The team uh, that did the port added the stuff. Ah. Uh, so, they have to, so they're not going to backport it. I don't know why they had to port it. Surely, if it's X and A, it'd probably work on the Xbox almost straight off. It is a weird scenario, isn't it? Yeah. But maybe they ported it to PlayStation. Perhaps. I, think I don't they know if they did, did they? I don't know. I thought it was on the Xbox. But it'd be very hard to do, wouldn't it? <laughs> You'd have well, to rewrite yeah. it like Minecraft style. Yeah. Well, they obviously, the, there's the controls. It's probably the main yeah, thing yeah. to do, in, especially yeah. in Terraria. Probably, yeah. They'd do it like a dual stick shooter, surely. Yeah, yeah. Just assume so. Well, so. except for when you're building, I guess, and then it, it yeah. sort of drops out to little big planet style. From what from what I could tell from looking at the video, it looks like when you're using like a mining tool, like the pickaxe or whatever, it kind of does auto select, so it just digs like all of the blocks in front of you in a row, so it goes ding 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 ding, ding. so you actually dig a passage. Oh, I see. Which is kind of useful, I guess. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it's probably but there'll probably be some concessions in how that thing plays, but. Just because of, you know, console control. But, but yeah, that's a bit late, isn't it? <laughs> Do people really care about Terraria? Would console people really care about Terraria? Probably. Add it to the big pile of Minecraft clones, well, only it's actually a good one, but no one will know that. Yeah, it, it might make a difference. <laughs> Given, you know, if you think how late Minecraft for Xbox was, how late that was to the party, and that sold, that, you know, that's the top yeah, but that's Minecraft. live arcade game. <laughs> I, I don't know. People who know Minecraft tend to know about Terraria, even if they haven't played it. And it's like the, making it more accessible may be a good move. I, I'm, I'm with you in that I'm slightly skeptical I guess of the, that, but. I guess the other advantage of console Terraria is it's better for multiplayer, I guess. Because you're not, you're not. Yeah, it's like integrated. Well, that's what it's in the Xbox Live environment. It's not like some yeah. dude is the server. I mean, you know, kill, I mean, kill. some dude is the server, just not. Yeah, Kippers and Jammy, uh, you know, that was the one thing they found with the Xbox version was that, you know, finding, even though they they have attempted to run Minecraft servers themselves to... Well, Minecraft servers were always a pain in the ass on the PC version, really. So. Yeah, but... You but know, that's not that surprising that the Xbox version was better. <laughs> exactly, but I was saying, that, yeah, even, even with the Xbox's, like, limitations, and I, I still don't think they've brought it up to speed. No, they haven't. Um, and it's... That, you know, even with those limitations, it's still a nice experience because it just does multiplayer better and yeah. local split screen multiplayer at that. Yeah, which so it's you know it's got some serious benefits. <laughs> Can you... It does make me wonder if like why didn't they then? <laughs> couldn't they have like come to some agreement that perhaps like if they're working on this version for the Xbox, that maybe they could um, make a version for the PC that was X and A powered, like that version is, and so like renders well and um, <laughs> not Java based. <laughs> Yeah, but I, well, I guess that's more to do with development. The PC version was, you know, they're still working on it, and they don't want to have to yeah, I know, go right? back a few versions and then bring it all back up to date again, I guess. Yeah, it would have been a lot of work, but maybe they would have benefited long run. But Maybe they'll do that eventually. They're not XNA, but they'll do yeah. it in C++ for reals. I doubt it. For reals, someday. <laughs> well, what's the, what, what is Notch doing his next game in? Is it still Java? Yep, no, of course, that's what he knows. Well, fuck it. That would be another ridiculous poor effort required coming up. That's if it if it plays well on consoles. If it plays well at all, we don't even really know anything about it. No, really, the mystery. Other than it, still sounds a bit weird. So we sort of drifted away from the topic slightly, but there's been there's <laughs> been topic. but the the topic of. Um, yeah, you know, I was getting cynical about game pricing and techniques yeah. to try and like keep people in the game industry and stuff. Um, 
only reason I wanted to bring it back is that I thought, um, I, I know you, Dan, aren't a big fan of Michael Pachter, but he had a... Um, He's all right. I just think he gets it wrong for more than he gets it right, and he doesn't seem to bother him at all. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. Well, that's kind of a good thing, isn't it? <laughs> I suppose. Well, the thing is about Pachter is he actually sometimes has some quite good, quite interesting ideas that no one fucking listens to, naturally. <laughs> well, it might as well be Pete Molyneux in that case. Yeah. He has good ideas, but he does never deliver. That's sort of the same no, that, thing. No, that's different. <laughs> yeah, he, Peter Molyneux in a position to deliver. No, he's not really, though. He can <laughs> He's going to program them himself most of the time. Well, he owns the studios. Yeah, but they can only do so much work. It should, it should be his job. That you know, he shouldn't. That's his fault. He shouldn't promise things that he can't deliver because that's what he does. You yeah, know, he, you know, he's in the position to deliver something. It's true. He's not a commentator. Um, he's a yeah, Paxton doesn't. Anything he says doesn't have to come true because he's matter, not. Yeah. he's not directly involved. Um, it's a. Uh, so, you know, yeah, but then it isn't his job to make good predictions. Yes, that's why. <laughs> well, yeah, but the thing he was theorising about was that next gen games, na- you know, naturally every console cycle, there's often a, a cost jump in the cost to make games. Yeah, and it's like, and, the, and then sort of the middleware slowly catches up, I guess, in some cases to, you know, so towards the end of a console cycle, things aren't necessarily so expensive to make. Right. Um, necessarily, depending on the project, naturally, but yeah. uh, technically, the, the software has evolved to a point where it's a bit easier. So you know, next gen comes on. There's going to be a big jump, which means probably publishers and stuff get, you know, are going to be looking for another way to make additional money. And so he was theorizing that you know the, the cost of games probably isn't going to increase. Like yeah, using American terms, sixty bucks sounds like a cap to most people. Like I'm not going to pay more than that. Although I think they've eked up slightly over this console cycle, but mm-hmm, they have. But no, um, yeah. you know, forty five sometimes is the mm. RRP, which sounds quite expensive, but um, it seems like much more expensive than the sixty buck price point. Everything comes out in, in America, you know. Well, that's, main, that's exchange yeah. rates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the conversion doesn't sound so great for us. You know, it doesn't sound like it's in our favour or... No. But it's, it's never been in our favour, really. No, but it's, it sounds like more of a bum deal than if you were just following exchange rates. You know, it's a bit it's a bit of a shame. But uh, he was theorising that like one way... Naturally, the DLC train is going to continue whether we like it or not. Um, but he had an interesting idea about multiplayer games in that, say, for instance, you buy... Um, Black Ops or something like that that maybe um, you know there's, there's, for, for some people there's probably quite a lot of content that they never play because some people buy that purely for the zombie mode some people buy yeah. that purely for the multiplayer yeah. and it's like for me I'm missing out on the zombie mode because I think it's awful um, or not great anyway um, as, so they were wondering like perhaps the, the DLC model needs to change so instead of people just buy this outright thing um, and instead of buying a season pass you get this um, they sort of go on a pay per play subscription basis so like for each week in or each day in which you had a game you have an incredibly small charge associated with you so like you know, frac- you know, fractions of dollars he was talking about so like they can't do that though because that's, then you have a problem with charging to like people's credit cards where you like they can't do that smaller <laughs> charge at once. Well, no, but it would have to be backed up by um, the service you're attached to. So say Xbox Live, for instance. So it's, it would, you know, pay- so you have to put like 2,000 points in and it drains like one point. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. And so, but the concept is, is that then if you're, if, if um, people are paying this, that they, you know, they're automatically making the money that DLC would normally bring in 
and action facts, like for those that don't normally drop for DLC, they've probably paid a little bit as well. So theoretically earning them more money. Hmm. Um, without actually sounding too unreasonable, if you know what I mean, because it's like you're, the players are still likely to get the, you know, they'll probably end up with the DLC because of the way that this system works. You know, people will just get them like a PC model. Um, well, like a Valve model, let's say. And... I don't know. I just want to know what you feel about it. It's like I'm. I'm not sure that's actually a terrible idea. If they, if if you know, I think people. In the problem is, is I guess that it's, it might be almost too late because Microsoft and Sony would have to think about how to put that into their yeah into, the system, then, into their systems. And it's like perhaps that would, you know, if, maybe in Microsoft's case, for instance, if they still want to justify paying for a live account, for instance, perhaps some of what that live account gives you is some credit towards this scheme. And or the other way around, you don't pay a live subscription anymore, but Microsoft get a cut out of the payments made in this way, thus making you know <laughs> the gold silver divide not so much of a problem anymore. Yeah, but people won't like it because it's just spending more money. It's like this isn't actually making a saving for anyone. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's not. Making, it's not making a saving for the consumer. Is is the thing? But it's. It's uh, just it's, squeezing it's, more money out. It's one of those things that, yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing. They've got more costs to recover, is the thing. Yeah, but consumers don't care about that shit. <laughs> no, but the, the, the thing is, is that if people adopted, if Call of Duty, for instance, adopted them, do you really think people are going to not play Call of Duty, given it's ridiculous? Well, some people aren't. Some, it's like the people who only play Call of Duty, like that's the only game they ever play. They'll probably be fine paying some more. But people who buy lots of games... Oh, yeah, but the argument there is, is like, would they make more money out of those players than they would normally just buy DLC? Because, you know, they play it all the time, as you say, so they're paying the subscription fee frequently. I don't think they would. I don't. I think selling selling the whole thing lots of times is better than selling the whole thing less times and then getting a constant revenue. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I thought it was an interesting thing. I'm not sure it will happen, but mm. it was an interesting concept. Sure. It's, um, because it's, it kind of plays into like, it's, you know, it's just, it's just an MMO subscription, basically, only in smaller chunks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it still could end. The interesting thing with that is, like, say it was 50p a day and you played it every day, that still works out at like typical MMO subscription rate. Like fifteen squid, or yeah, people really don't like paying like more than thirty quid for an MMO base no, game I, I to start with. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a fan of this, or you know, because I'm slowly and slowly playing less and less console multiplayer. But it's um, so you know, I'm not sure I would particularly like it. That might just make me not play it because I know it's going to be a, have a cost involved, but because yeah. that's how my brain works, but. Well, that's that's the classic problem of MMOs is like, well, in MMOs, it's sort of a a reverse of the problem where you've paid 15 quid for the month. So you're like, I have to play this all the time. (laughs) But I don't think paying for like 50p for a day is actually better because it's like, I'm not going to play this enough (laughs) today (laughs) to make that worthwhile. It's only when you, you, you have to, that's even like, even when it's that small a chunk of time, it's like, I'm going to have to commit this whole day to just play this to make this worth my while, to make this worth my 50p. Mm. <laughs> Squeeze everything I can out of it. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, maybe they'd have to have some sort of literal time scale associated with it, but yeah. to be totally fair, but I doubt they would. <laughs> I don't, it's like every time, you, it's like, 
every time you slice that time into a smaller space, it's still the same problem. Like, I pay for an hour, must play it for every single second. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's this classic problem. No one likes to spend money more than they have to, I guess. Well, yeah, maybe gamers are the worst, are the worst market for that as well. You know, the, the community of min-maxers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, min-maxing, that's true. Min-maxing their money. Yeah, well, I think it's the idea, isn't it? <laughs> I certainly would. Mm. Got a I don't know. Show. I just thought, thought it was interesting. Yeah. Worth, worth a discussion. <laughs> He's going to be wrong, though. <laughs> <laughs> if Tags said it, it won't happen. No, that's my feeling. As I, said, <laughs> I, 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 I stand by my original statement. It's probably too late in the dev cycle for the new systems. Oh, well, speaking of which, the, the specs are kind of out. Oh, are they? Yeah. Uh, uh, Eurogamer has basically got both the specs, effectively, from trusted sources. They're basically the same. Uh, the PS4 and the and the uh, 720. Yeah. We still don't know what their names are, really, though, do we? No. Uh it's um yeah they they have um AMD processors and a- and AMD you know ATI graphics mm-hmm. both of them yeah that's not surprising uh, the Sony one has better graphics slightly better graphics uh so it seems like the more powerful of the two i think the Xbox has slightly more ram to counter but uh, i think overall similar i guess to this generation the the, yeah. the PlayStation is slightly more powerful but it's interesting well, because it they're... depends how you measure that. On like teraflops, the place that the PS3 is considerably more powerful yeah. than the Xbox. Is. But in this case, you haven't got those weird, completely different architectures. They'll be mm. basically the same architecture. Oh, really? So what? Sony are dropping cell? Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like I say, that was IBM, wasn't it? And the yeah, and the, it, was, it was a partnership. And the IBM had the processor in in all the consoles, didn't they? The, the game, the Wii and the, the Xbox and the PS3. They're all I IBM. I don't know about the Xbox, but the Wii, definitely. Yeah, and um, but of course, different, totally different architecture in the PS3. But it, it looks like they're going off the shelf, basically, and they're going to... The, the processor is like the next-generation mobile processor from AMD oh, like for low-power and mm. uh, stuff, and they'll be able to like really crank it compared to mobile because they'll be able to put it on the same die and stuff, you know, put it on the same board as the graphics chip and everything and optim- yeah. optimize the shit out of it. So they will be really powerful. Uh, but it's interesting how, how similar they're going to be and how off the shelf, how not crazy and how conservative they're being about, which I think well, is probably guess, the best yeah, way. Current of climate, they probably haven't got the R&D budget that they Yeah, to. to go crazy. So they're, they're kind of... And, and in fairness, Sony are probably slightly more reluctant given that, you know, that I'm not sure they really, their investment in Cell hasn't paid off. I wonder if that, you know, that, that has yeah. actually churned profit at all because you know, Cell was designed to not just be a games processor was it to be like a, a server farm processor yeah and for a while it was good at that um, yeah you know when the PS3 could run Linux yeah yeah um, yeah didn't the the, uh, missed, the sorry the Department of Defense bought a whole bunch of PS3 yeah yeah and they got really pissed off when they dropped Linux yeah support because well, they couldn't replace them anymore yeah well they were kind of taking advantage of them building those machines at a loss anyway (laughs) but anyway um yeah so it's interesting they're virtually the same i think uh and uh interesting on the inside so what will differentiate them is all there apparently there's some weird shit uh about the like for example supposedly the xbox has an hdmi input as well as an Mm. output what could that mean? Uh, unless they're just thinking about, you know, this will sit nicely in your homes. Maybe. Your, your home cinema so you can, we, we can act as a pass-through. Or they just want to have, like, better cameras on the next Connect. Maybe. HDMI camera. It's got its yeah, own, why not? The Connect, <laughs> the, the Connect has its own special 
port. Port, apparently. Yeah, because that makes sense, because they did that on the slim versions of the current console. Yeah, but that seems to be the deal. It's interesting. No news on Connect 2, then? No, no news on that. Um Oh, how that, It'll definitely be separate. Yeah. Basically. Okay. It will no. It won't be inter- completely integrated. That's that's probably wise. Yeah. Could you use HDMI for anything apart from visual data? Is it? Just, I mean, it's just a cable. So. <laughs> no, well, you can in theory because it's just a data stream. Yeah. Yeah, but it's kind of specially optimized for video because it's got all that like piracy. The, what's it? The, the encryption. Oh, stuff, I forget what it's it? called. But, yeah. yeah. No, it's a bit weird. So. Yeah, you can in theory, because some data is transferred across through HDMI, like, you know, metadata about what's attached and things in a similar way to VGA kind of did. Yeah. Um, so there's, and, you know, certain, you know, certain messages can be sent across to tell your devices, for instance, to turn on and off. Right, yeah. You know, like Sony utilized that pretty well mm. at one point, but, but, you know, they first, I think they were first to the party and naturally they did it differently to everyone else. But the, um, uh, you know, if you had a whole suite of Sony stuff, you only really needed one remote because the different devices could tell each other what to do. Yeah, which was kind of cool. That's cool. Uh, neat idea. Um, probably going to be superseded by Bluetooth remotes when they finally start happening. But there's rumours that they're going to replace the DualShock, which they might probably won't do. I don't know. What would they replace it with? If they were to make a more comfortable, ver- you know, you know, in honesty, if, as long as it's a classic controller design. And it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I care. It's like because you know the PS the PlayStation controller is it's a classic, but it's just not as comfortable as the Xbox one. It's like what do they even mean replacing a DualShock? It's like I think that <laughs> what DualShock means the two sticks and the rumble, doesn't it? Kind of. Well, no, that. That's what you need. <laughs> yeah, DualShock is the name given to that 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 design. They've kind of rumble. looked the same. Yeah, since the PS One yeah. DualShocks came out, they basically identical. Obviously, you've got six axes and everything now, but um, so yeah, that's the situation. Uh, the, uh, of course, there's stupid rumors that they'll rip off the Wii U basically and have a Wii U style controller with a massive fuck off oh, well, screen. No, on. no, I think Sony will position Vita to do that. Yeah, well, <laughs> Vita still survives that long. If they're going to do it, that's what they'll use it for, mm. and it'll be an option. That makes sense. So yeah, <laughs> I saw um, um, Ryan Davis put put a good tweet up the other day saying, "Hey guys, does anyone remember the PlayStation Move?" <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> mysterious because that tech move worked. It's quite probably well. the best motion tech out there, yeah. uh, you know, in terms of accuracy to and its practical practical use for gaming was probably quite high. Yeah, fidelity, it was good. Uh, yeah, it's just you know, Sony typical fashion. Don't know what the fuck to do with their tech couldn't get the devs on board because everyone was working on Wii <laughs> I guess you know Sony as a company are so screwed that they're selling their New York skyscraper for like a billion dollars or something but it's bad news what do they really use that for <laughs> I don't know it's their head office in America <laughs> yeah exactly they do shit about America <laughs> yeah they do it's their main market isn't it I don't think Sony really gives a shit about anywhere, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we only care about the lunar market. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's I'm, sure if, I'm sure if officers on the moon would <laughs> So what divisions of Sony are the, are the troublemakers then? Cause, but, oh, TV performs really badly, like compared to Samsung now. Huh. It's well, interesting because they've, they've always had a bit of a problem because they've always been more expensive and now in this current climate, that's not really a, yeah. a go-to. 
And they've had the problem of the strong yen, which Samsung doesn't have because they're Korean. Uh, Same as Nintendo have had that problem as well, but they're kind of bounced back from that, I think. Uh, but yeah, they've been having problems. I think the entertainment division probably has been fine. Although they've had, they've had problems, obviously, because they started getting fines and stuff for the, um, the data breach. You receive fines though. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, that won't affect their bottom line, but it doesn't help their, uh, their, uh, you know, image. I suppose PS3 must be turning a profit these days. Yeah, I think so. The two redesigns and. I heard they'd finally, they'd finally caught up with the Xbox in terms of shipped numbers of consoles, which is amazing. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know. Okay, it, that is it, impressive. It didn't seem believable, but no. apparently they have caught up. Um, and I just saw the other day that they're launching some Swish new Android tablets that actually look really nice, like high end looking. Things. I wonder if that's where they've lost quite a bit of cash and fairness, because Sony's tablet. And the Xperia range hasn't been flying, I guess. That's they've got new Xperias that look quite flash. So uh, I never really had a problem with them, but you know their tablets seemed a bit mismarketed because they were yeah. trying to use Android. Well, use Android and just you know se- segregated themselves slightly from the normal Android marketplace, right, yeah. and you know tried to in the same way that sort of Amazon does, but Amazon does it a little less badly. You know, Sony have never been good with like software stores. Well, speaking of which, they, the, the PS3 store's different. I don't know when the fuck it happened, because they never go there, but it's like I just randomly turned on my PlayStation the other day just to see what was going on. And, um, yeah, the store's all been redesigned and stuff. It's uh, it's, it's, kind, it's kind of nice. I actually have some kind of, probably not insider information, but my company's been working, while try, are talking to Sony, and I think they're for a fraud solution or whatever, but apparently they're launching a new thing. But part of it is digital distribution of PC games and I'm like you're going to try and compete with Steam yeah good luck with that it's just just Sony. Origin yeah that's going so well for them yeah so that's kind what of what games like, would Sony even have well like the, they just act, act, too. Just <laughs> act as, a pub, as a publisher I guess or, yeah. or just like kind of Steam style but. don't do it Sony you're bad at it you've always been bad at it so I guess their movie division must be doing pretty good, and Sony BMG is it the? I guess the music division can't really be losing money. Well, you never know, do you? With the probably the profits are probably down, but uh, that wouldn't surprise me. But I, d- I doubt they're still lost turning. I guess you'd have to look into exactly what's going on with Sony, but it's not that great. I don't think at the moment huh. for them. Although Casarai is like in charge now, so maybe I'll turn it around. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Well, he's been there for a while now. Yeah, but. Well, how long has he been? Over a year. Oh, right, okay. Well, we'll see. I guess the Vita's kind of a disaster. But, uh, it's a shame in a way, because the Vita is actually quite a nice back Well, here. of course, it's, it's the old story, isn't it, really? Yeah. Same with the PSP. But at least the PSP sold well. At yeah, first. that was all right, PSP. It's just, uh, there's nothing I really want the Vita for. It's like the 3DS. Yeah. Apparently well, that's doing okay, though, which surprised me. I mean, there's a couple of things on 3DS that you, know, you might want to play. Yeah, I kind of Sonic Generations on the 3DS is supposed to be amazing, and um, you Mario know, 3D Land. Yeah, Mario, Super Mario 3D Land. It seems that's okay. pretty cool. Uh, yeah, shame Take about Paper Mario. Mario. Sticker star. That could have been a. There's every Paper Mario game is an opportunity to be like as good as a thousand year door, but they just always fuck it up. Yep. Well, the last two anyway. Really. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you hear and by fucking up they waste all their time where they should be working on Advance Wars <laughs> god damn it <laughs> is that them yeah it's Intelligent Systems oh god damn Nintendo News yeah um, uh, Nintendo have announced that they're what that they're working on some games for Wii U 
<laughs> You'd hope so. Yeah. Oh, I did see that there but has the, been a whole conference. The, or yeah, there's this a, week. Um, New Zelda on the way. Oh, yeah, that thing. What was the big thing? Not, oh, yeah, there's Wind Waker. Not, doing not Wind Waker. HD remake of yeah. Wind Waker on, on top of doing a New Zelda. But well, not, not that a New Zelda is news. Well, no, no, they well, had already like done that. Well, no, in general, <laughs> no, in yeah. fairness, none of this is really news because guess the, the ones that they actually said were um, there's going to be a new, new 3D Mario. Mario platformer and there's going to be a new Mario Kart, and we're still waiting on Pikmin Three. <laughs> the, the thing about the Zelda thing was the guy who was explaining it, who was in charge of Zelda. Um, he said their theme for the new Zelda was challenging Zelda conventions. And they, basically, the two he highlighted were, like, single player. So there's obviously going to be some multiplayer, but which doesn't sound that great. And <laughs> the, the, other one was, be okay. the other one was linearity. <laughs> so, like, doing a dungeons in a set order. So it's not going to have that. So it's going to be more... Yeah, that might actually be bad. Well, who knows? It depends. Yeah, you could, it, could, it could open the door for some cheese it solutions, but it's well, yeah. That, that's the that's why Zelda dungeons are in order because it's like that's their perfectly you, you add another tool and then yeah. Not, not that in Zelda very often does it use the old tools. It's not like they the dungeon like not like the last dungeon. You use literally everything you've had through the entire game. You use like the thing you get in that dungeon and maybe the previous two. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they, that's a good opportunity to mix it up. And like have different dun- dungeons that play differently depending on what tools you have available. At yeah, but then that just makes it really complicated to make. Probably. I don't think they will. Yeah, maybe. Do you think they might try and um, slide in some Metroid into it? If you know, in a way, like you know, the non because mm. it's well, coming back to areas. And yeah, stuff. Sort of, yeah, perhaps, that, perhaps do some bit more retreading, but based on what abilities you have, then you can sort of tackle stuff in the order that you. Maybe it works in Metroid, doesn't it? So. No, it doesn't really. In Metroid, it's it's a perfectly straight line in Metroid. It's just that you backtrack to get extra weapon, get extra missiles. <laughs> Not necessarily. There's some. Extra and if you, if you do ever backtrack, most of the time it's because it sends you there again in the fucking story. Where it's like, oh no, I have to go back here again. Not always. Not always. There are some stuff you can do on the side. Like tackling different orders. Like, like you know, there are some places you never need to go back to, other than to try and get a power core or. Yeah, but then you don't have to care about that. Oh, but you need the energy. <laughs> what if you don't necessarily? If you're awesome enough to never get hit. Oh, fuck that. You can't not get hit in that game. No. What maybe. did you think of the look of that HD Wind Waker? Because I thought it looked a bit Quite strange. Quite now, isn't it? Yeah, it looks a bit... I, I, mean, I like it. I like the idea of it, but it, I don't know. It looks a bit weird. I, I, I think it looked really good. What they should do, which would make them a whole shit ton more money, is finish the bloody game. Put the stuff back in that they will cut out the first time round and make it how long it was meant to be. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then sell it for full game price. Not that they won't sell this for full game price, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> sell it for more. They could add the extra temples that were meant to be in there that got cut, which made it feel really weird because the game just sort of isn't as long as it's meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still Wind Waker, I don't care. <laughs> it's like, it may look nice and I always did kind of appreciate the look of that game. I just don't ever want to play it. A lot of people like Wind Waker. I, there seems to be some weird opinions going on, like like, um, like different Zeldas get, like, people feel differently about them at different times, like, in general. Like, 
like Wind Waker, everyone kind of wasn't sure about the time, and then Twilight Princess came out, and everyone's like, "Hey, Wind Waker was awesome!" And like, it's all yeah, mysterious. That, that is weird. That, yeah, isn't it? maybe that's like the best with Zelda, or you know, the Zelda of the moment is the last one they did. So, surely that means that Twilight Princess should be in the good books now because Sky, Skyward Sword. I don't think has that really made an impact. Well, yeah, that is the case. That is the case. Everyone still likes Twilight Princess. And yeah, they I like Skyward like Sword. It's true. I liked it. Oh, okay. But, you know, it's just that Wind Waker seems to be getting a lot of attention. You know, not just like in the HD remake, but it seems to. You hear about Wind Waker much more frequently than you ever hear about Twilight Princess. because well, it was different. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Whereas Ocarina, no one ever says anything bad against. <laughs> no. no. Or Link to the Past, or the original. Yeah. Majora's Mask kind of. Did they do a remake of that? No. no they, they might do. do it for three 3DS. I think they should, because it, it is a good game. It was a bit, a bit. I don't know, it ran a bit funny in places. Some people regard it as better than Ocarina. So yeah, yeah, but I can see where they're kind of coming from. I don't agree. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't agree. Yeah. I, I think Majora's Mask would be irritating to me with all the time stuff, but... It's just like, it's, it kind of feels like KOTOR and KOTOR 2, actually. That, that kind of feeling. It's like the weird kind of sequel that is kind of better in all these kind of writing kind of weird ways and stuff mm. and experimental stuff, but it's just not that epic story of the first one mm. that, that everyone remembers. Yeah. Like, because it had Clock Town, and Clock Town was cool, and a cool experiment. You know, where everyone moved, had movements throughout mm. three days or whatever and stuff. It like sounds that. cool in theory, but yeah. yeah, I think as a gameplay mechanic, it would just get kind of irritating. Yeah. But. yeah, it was a strange game. I think they will redo it. Because it was also darker and weirder. Like, the, the mm. kind of mask man was quite creepy and weird. <laughs> you only saw him right at the start, really. Yeah, the whole mask stuff was all a bit... Well, the mask weird. stuff is what was creepy and weird. Yeah, creepy well, and the weird. dude. Yeah, the skull the kid dude and, and the, 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 uh, the... Chin forms. The moon destroying the planet and stuff. Oh, dingo, dingo. And dingo, dingo. <laughs> Dawn of the first day. So, yeah, are we done with news? We've covered most of this podcast in news. Yep. Yeah, well, it's probably good. News! Uh, yeah, we're done with news. What have you been playing? Gameplay! Game! I don't know. How, <laughs> say that? how was I saying that? What? <laughs> Game! Game! Um, well, we all sort of said that like, you know, we weren't playing too much before we began this, but uh, I suppose I could say a few things. I, I finished Hell Yeah. Hell Yeah. You said that last time, didn't you? No, I only finished it last week when you were here. Oh, right, when I was here. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, uh, I finished Hell Yeah. Uh, that's, that's okay. Yeah, it doesn't outstay its welcome. It's about six hours long um, in the end, and it's like that's probably the perfect length uh, to us. It goes a bit... I think it gets a bit less good towards the end because you end up sort of just teleporting about between levels, and it's like the game sort of does a pretty good job of like directing where you need to go. So you'll reach the end of a bit and it's like, well, we'll go back to this other door that we couldn't do before. And it's like, well, it's kind of odd. You know, and it's like backtracking for no real reason. Um, it's like, like you have to traverse the whole level just to get to this one door again that you couldn't get through before. It just seems a bit, oh, do you remember that artwork we did before? Let's show you it again. Mm. <laughs> um, it's a, uh, yeah, it was, as I say, it's all right. Last boss wasn't actually as difficult as some of the earlier ones. <laughs> um, 
just got I've only got four achievements left in it, but it's like one of them I'm not sure I really want because it's like die a hundred times, <laughs> like die and die and retry a hundred times. It's like well, I don't need to. No, I didn't need to do that. Fuck you. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that was alright. Cool. Pretty cool game. Those kind of achievements always suck. Yeah. The classic one was like back for twenty one forty two, or even two. When they had the pebble heart, it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> have a kill the death ratio of point five in a round. It's like, fuck that, that's oh, <laughs> never gonna happen. <laughs> Straight face, that happened all the fucking time to me because I have the worst luck in those games. Yeah, I never had that purple heart in either of those games. I think I had lots of them. I'm not sure if you did. I think you would have complained about it more, and I don't remember you ever complaining about it. <laughs> Shut your face. <laughs> Sarcasm will get you nowhere. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. In fairness, we haven't tried Battlefield 3 yet since I've got fiber, so maybe my experiences will be a little bit better now. Right. Maybe. Apart from you still be playing against really hard people. Well, yeah, I sort of had a bit of, um, yeah, there is that. Like, so I've heard, like, a lot of people saying that Battlefield 3 is kind of losing its thing now because the people playing it are all super, super hardcore. Like, there's not, there's not, yeah, like, the, you know, the noob ratio has dropped to a point where it's almost, but it's fine. Inaccessible. Riding the teams about <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Dan just quietly appreciating the new ratio. I was thinking of it as one word, like new ratio. <laughs> I don't know why. Is it some kind of new sexual act? <laughs> no, no. Fellatio. <laughs> oh, I see. New ratio. New ratio. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, so as part of getting my fibre from playing quite a lot, new, quite a lot more Black Ops online. Codlops. I have to find that it makes some difference. I have less problems, but every now and then you still have some shit. Like, well, that's because it's, it's not you. Yeah, yeah, because it's hosted on someone's <laughs> machine. Exactly. And plus, I think that my Wi-Fi, my Xbox is connected to my router over Wi-Fi, and I. I I think there's a lot of interference around here. Well, it's like when I run speed checks on my Wi-Fi devices, it's like at least half what my actual line speed is. Is that why your keyboard is shit as well? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Why that shit up? There must be a way of doing. I know you just don't want to run a cable. I, I really do don't run a. Run. I have got. A You've got loads of cables already. All you need is one Ethernet. Actually, cable. I think Kippers has my ridiculously long Ethernet cable. But, yeah. Um, and a switch, right? They're quite cheap. No, there's a switch behind there. Oh, you already got a switch? Yeah. Oh, right, well, you sorted it. <laughs> yeah. Why have you got a... What does the switch plug into? Because the, I've only got one Wi-Fi device back oh. there, so the PlayStation, the Xbox, and the Skybox are all wired to the switch, which is wired to the Wi-Fi device. I think you should definitely run a game on <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, maybe. It's like Maybe it's the point where I need to get hold of a super long Ethernet cable again, which Kippers uses. Yeah. Which Wait is... until the next console comes out, and then you'll have an excuse. Why? Because then you'll be taking that shit out of there and rewiring all kinds of shit. You get on for a fiver on eBay anyway. Yeah. Just, it's not yeah. the cost, it's the inconvenience. Of reaching behind the TV. Yeah. Actually, in fairness, that is a bit of a fuck. Like, just going anywhere, anything with me and cables behind any kind of desk is a nightmare. <laughs> wow. Yeah, especially that desk. Yeah. So 5.1 speakers cause a bullshit. That's a lot neater than it fucking was. That's Because I, I untangled it all when I had... When the you took your installed. steering wheel out. I haven't put that back. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, there's, a, there's a nice gap in my desk now where that can live, and so I'll, I'll put it back. No Nome had a bit of a dig at me for that. It's like, you still haven't put that shit back in the corner. It's like, no, I haven't. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> 
<laughs> this I cannot deny. The, uh, the amount of fuck given, however, <laughs> quite low. Uh, yeah, um, played quite a bit of Sonic 4 Episode 2. Um, pretty, I've played through every stage now, so I've done the, like, the bog-standard completion, but um, got nearly all the red rings on that and just got one left to find, but on the most confusing fucking level in the game. Possibly the shittest level in the game, actually. Oh, no, no, wait, wait, wait. No, there is one more. Right, it's it's a frustrating experience because it does a lot of things right. The feel is better than the first episode. They have The physics engine is nicer. It's still a bit slow for a Sonic game and still a bit too zoomed in. You know, so those initial... I noticed that. It's definitely a bit zoomed in. Those, those initial concerns still stand um, from the first episode. And they, they do arbitrarily just cludge in the sort of new tag combo things where you're sometimes it's essential for instance that you get tails out and fly somewhere and the game will give you a little there'll be a little floating monitor to say you should really fly now um and sometimes it's just completely unnecessary it just breaks the flow of the level totally like you'll be running along super fast and all of a sudden you hit a brick wall and it's like fly over this and it's like and, and some you know there are some levels where this wall is literally just there and you fly over it and you're landing on a platform that's the same level as where as if the wall wasn't there you know it's just com- completely useless and just breaks the flow of the level totally and it's that's not what Sonic's about well, really. flying was always going to do that regardless of how they put it in well you know there was always kind of the best implementations were the early ones where flying wasn't essential you could use it to get about the level should you want to um, you know find extra collectibles or you know for the red ring hunt I kind of don't have a problem with that yeah um but for the just just the main level flow, it kind of doesn't work. The rolling combo is not so bad, apart from one place where it's really fucking confusing and you're not really sure what to do. Um, and then you just use it. I, I sort of used it accidentally, and it's like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do to get through this bit. I get it now. It's like, in, in fairness, there are about three monitors that sort of like indicate that you are supposed to use it. But that, at that point in time, you're just running really quickly anyway, so you don't really pay attention. And it's like, oh, actually, I was supposed to stop running, go into a rolling combo here. And then it's like, well, that's not what you think. That's not what a Sonic player thinks to do. <laughs> I don't know. Just like some, some dumb decisions there. The boss fights are pretty awful. It's got to be said. They're... So one of them, I think, has like a forty-second intro before you actually get to do anything. And it's like, and if you fail the boss fight, you've got to sit and watch this forty-second intro sequence again. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> that's that's just terrible. And it took a, like, a little while for me to work out how to do a couple of them because they're not, you know, a lot of the Sonic bosses usually have an obvious weak point or something, or an obvious, oh, this is when you're supposed to hit them, but they're not so clear this time. Um, there's one in particular where. It's in the sky level. It's a flying boss, so you're mm. on. You're you're doing the sort of same movement that you do in Sonic Two, and Tails is flying the tornado, and um, uh, it's Metal Sonic's flying this like airship, this mini sort of airship thing with like laser barrages and things, and then he starts firing cannonballs at you, and you're sort of dodging out of the way. And I'm like, well, this is going on for a really long time. What am I supposed to do? And then you finally realize it's like, oh, I can actually, if I just jump into the cannonball, it goes back and hits him, uh, despite looking super dangerous. Yeah, okay. And it's like, well, well, well fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that's not obvious. Yeah, didn't like that. Um, that, that, that boss that um, I played a second ago, Zach, that sort of clusterfuck of 
Robotnik just getting in the way and Metal Sonic firing ginormous blue balls of death at you and you have to try and roll and combo your way through them to hit him, but sometimes it hits them, sometimes it hurts you, and it's just it's just a mess of a boss. Well, it hurts you because he's glowing purple. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you hit him when he's glowing purple. Sometimes you can hit him when he's purple, and annoyingly, that's the moment Robotnik often moves out of the way is when he goes purple, and it's like, this is just bad. This, this, I, you know, I've tried playing that one a few times, and it's just I've not found a good strategy for it. It's just awful. Um, the music in places is actually kind of good, you know, despite the original one being quite disappointing in places. It's like oh, I'm not so not so fast with this one. This, you know, yeah. you know, I'm not 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 so worried. They still have a bad sample set, though. Yeah, it still tries to do that Mega Drive thing a bit too hard. <laughs> it's not Mega Drive. That's the problem. If it was Mega Drive, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. They don't actually make a chip juice esque. Or make a drive. Well, they, they sort of do, but they sort of limit themselves too much. In a way, it's like they're trying to ape the Mega Drive in some aspects, you know. But like, you know, uh, the Sky Level music, for instance, tries to sound a bit guitar-y, but in a Mega Drive style, that ends up just going. Yeah, but it's, it's not. But then they limit themselves to those sort of that's that one synth sound a lot of the time, and that one harsh FM modulated sound, and then that one. Um, Square wavy type sound, you know what I mean? It's like the Mega Drive could do more than that. Well, I don't think they're square wave or modulated enough or whatever. They 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 sound like like orchestra clips that have been spliced up a bit. They don't sound like chip, basically. They sound too real. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not sure I agree with that, but I, yeah, it's they do they do a better job this time, and it's less annoying than actually no saying that. Um, one of the, le- the 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 water the second water level really well is, is it the second maybe the third but the wa- the water level in the white park zone where it's all frosty and there are these weird giant walrus things that can create giant ice cubes by I don't know sound or something like using ultrasound to make ice or something I don't know whatever it's fucking stupid and the music there is really irritating <laughs> it's like I'm I'm I think that's the worst water level ever made in a Sonic game. It's just so annoying, yeah. really annoying. They're, like that, those ice cubes that those things make are so big that sometimes they can block the route entirely. So you've got no choice but to sit there and wait to die. Oh, sucks. It's, yeah, it's just it's not good. It's uh, yeah. So yeah, a bit of a shame. Plus, like all, for all the time I've played it, I've only had got twenty five achievement points, which is a bit of a shit. The remaining one hundred seventy five was some, some really hard stuff. Mm. Like the special stages are hard. Like, well, you know, the first three are easy, but then after that, it gets kind of difficult. And, you know, it has the problem where you can't retry a special stage until you run the level again, making sure you end with 50 rings and go into it again. It's just like, can't I just, like, earn the right to get to this special stage and just try it? It's like, in this day and age, it's just it's just a bit annoying. Um, I haven't played any of the episode metal stuff yet which I got for obviously having both versions of the game. Um, but yeah, one of the achievements, for instance, is players' tails 50 times. And it's like, but I can't pick a character individually. Oh, shit, you mean the multiplayer. I've actually got to play oh, the multiplayer God. as tails 50 times. Uh, Fuck you. No way, yeah. <laughs> Unless you can pick a character after you properly complete it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, if not, it sucks. Um the leaderboards are still fucked. 
They say, I don't know what. Why have they not fixed them? That like, like all Sonic games have, they just get hacked to shit. All games ever. I, don't, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say all games ever. But like, but it's the same guy is the annoying thing. Like number one Sonic fan or something. His name is. Yeah, necessarily. No, it's the same guy. That might just be someone being funny. <laughs> yeah, someone else just making sure he's on this. This, this name's on top of the table. But. Yeah. I suppose if it's hacked, you could put anything you fucking want, but... Presumably. Well, I don't know. No, I guess just... maybe not in the Xbox one. I guess that is probably, like, Game yeah. of Tag or something. I guess shit. if you clicked it, they'd have to be a Game of Tag attached to it for it to go lo- go retrieve. Yeah. Because um, that's how those things work. But either way, it's fucking annoying. Cause that's sort of... And the, the leaderboards take ages to load, and you take a... if you're going to submit a score, it takes ages, um, which was the problem in the first one as well. It's like, it's just bad design there, really. They need to... It's like, once it starts sinking, you can't get out of it. It's the annoying thing. So if you go and view a level that you don't... That, that's not interested in, and you want to scroll to the others, and you've got a time it hasn't uploaded yet, it's like, oh, it uploads the time. Well, shit, I've got to wait for this. Scroll to the next level, upload the time. Oh, shit, I've got to wait for this. Mm. Really crap. <laughs> yeah, that's rubbish. It should upload it when you finish the fucking level, like everything else does. <laughs> I don't think you'd want to have that either, though. No, maybe, but, you know, what? how... Why can it take that? Why does it take that long? It's like what you what are you really sending it? You're sending it a throwaway packet to say, "Hey, this guy scored this time." Thanks. Super quick. That should be instant. So God damn it! <laughs> I reckon it sort of uploads replays because I think you can play against top ghosts and things, but it should only do that if it knows you're the best or something. I don't know. Sucks. Um. But all in all, better than the first, I'd say. Mm. Um, I, I sort of wish that they didn't go quite so heavily down the Sonic 2 homage route. Yeah. Because, like, two of the zones in this are just direct rip-offs of yeah, okay. Sonic 2. Too far. Um, Especially when you can just play Sonic 2. Yeah. Which is the better game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a... Yeah, it's a bit annoying. A bit annoying because yeah, these, there's, there's the sand, sand ocean, which is basically oil ocean in every way. <laughs> it's the same fucking level. Um, it's in a desert and there's oil. There you go. Um, and the other one is the Sky Fortress, which is exactly the same as those levels from Sonic Two, like where you're flying around in the air and have the tornado for a bit. And you know, even the even the look of them is the same with the yellow paintwork and the giant propellers and mm. it's just, it's identical. But that's what Sonic Generations was for. Bah, humbug. <laughs> and then they didn't do those levels. They did worse levels. I still think they could get away with doing a Generations 2. There's or, plenty of content they could put on. Yeah. As we said. Yeah, they won't do DLC. <laughs> Even though they more. No. <laughs> Well, that pinball table doesn't really count. Clearly. It doesn't count. Uh, yeah, so that's... I'm trying to think what else I've really done. That's I think that, that might be it, yeah. Coolio. Uh, Zachary Burgess, I guess. Or do you want me to... What should I say? I haven't really played much more Far Cry uh, since you saw me playing the... Uh, uh, cannabis the section. Cannabis section. The yeah, fam- the, the famous Skrillex bit. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Especially right at the end when that, that massive village and I was oh, just yeah, yeah, yeah. it one down into the water <laughs> and then I dropped my gun or something. Of course and I then didn't. we went back to get it and it's not fucking there. <laughs> no, it disappeared. And I didn't even need to anyway because you get them kind of back anyway. You can buy them back or... Anyway, 
Um, but that was quite hilarious, mm, yes. Anyway, did you, we talked about that already. It was, so. it was quite hard. Well, that bit was probably the hardest bit I played that that far by quite by a reasonable margin. Well, the thing is that they they do kill you quite quickly, mm. but they're also not that cl- they're not that clever or mm. anything. So if you like approach a base or something, which is most of it, you can usually you know manage the situation whereas in that case it was more of a mission and it was like i hadn't done everyone any, goes aware all the time yeah it's like, i hadn't really done any missions up to that point which was like all out shooting and everyone's aware all the time and it looked a bit like a uh, an enemy locker Spawn somewhere yeah, yeah somewhere there which is unusual in that game because when you do the the um outposts then there's just a set number of enemies and there's no spawning or anything so that's more the norm to have that situation yeah. more like more like your deus exes or whatever there's people patrolling. So yeah, um, so I played a bit more Kotor two, I guess. Been playing that. I have to say that like the writing in, in that is good, definitely, and that's the draw. But I mean, I know it's a really old game. <laughs> I know it's a really old game, uh, and the engine isn't you know obviously not up to like Mass Effect one standards or anything like that. that but, be close. But, but I swear that that um, that Kotor one just had much nicer environments and was prettier just in general. Sort like of that, an art direction. Yeah, yeah, the art direction in Kotor two so far, and I've played for like ten hours. It's terrible. Mm. It's just grey corridors. And I was trying to look up screenshots of Kotor one, and it's like the first planet you're on is Taris, which has this like beautiful cityscape, skyscape, and it has like different levels, and it has the horrible underground. And then you go to like Tatooine, which is all yeah, bright yeah. and deserty, and and there's this kind of sea planet, and even the sea looks kind of cool and then uh, Dagobah is all green and lush and like farmlands and stuff and this is just grey 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 boxes and it's like what the fuck isn't the the first area like this really big brown area as well just like just brown in in Kotor 2 like the starting area that you well kind of it's like a mining uh, colony that's been abandoned it's like grey corridors and like brown mining tunnels so that's pretty much all I remember ever seeing of Kotor was that there was this like you, you showed me a bit of combat there. It was in like a typically Star Warsy sort of shiny grey, yeah. Um, like you know the, the, the you know the, the archetype for yeah. Star Wars corridor sort of thing. Sure. You had some fights there, and then next thing I saw of it was just this really bland, fairly empty looking brown, smudgy environment where you were just wandering around finding stuff to kill. Was... That might have been Dagobah. Yeah. I don't know, green brownie sort of planety thing. I don't know, um, but some. Um... I don't know if it was the first or second one, but it just, look, it just looks terrible. That probably bit. would have been the first one. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's a bit, so it's like, okay, they must have concentrated on the writing stuff, which is fair enough. I, but I'm hoping it improves. So I'm going down to the planet surface or something. And I'm hoping it's a bit more leafy and that there's mm. ugly to be, to be frank. Mm. Uh, it's not the prettiest game. So yeah, but uh, yeah, not much going on in Maybe that's why people don't have such fond memories of it. It's like, you know, Obsidian obviously are getting the writing side right. but Yeah. Well, the key thing is that, like, compared to, especially compared to Mass Effect, for example, Mass Effect 2 and 3 or whatever, um, that you really have to think before you, like, the options aren't, you cannot just constantly do the upright oh, right, hand right, corner right, right. for the good answer. They mix it up a bit, didn't It's they? constantly, like, not only is it mixed up, but, like, you know, you have to think because if you go for the really goody two shoes answer when you're talking to Kraya, she'll just say you're just an idiot and you know just a wildly um, optimistic or or like a, 
you know, she she won't be impressed by you being like, oh, we've got to save the galaxy. She's like, what are you talking about, you douche? (laughs) (laughs) So so it's quite nice from that. That's one of the best things about it. Like that, it plays to the characters more. Yeah, yeah. The dialogue is good, but also the choices that you kind of make are much more shades of grey than in Kotor One or or Mass Effect or any Bioware game. Really, it's much more sort of. Hmm, that's an interesting choice. Again, yeah. Obsidian are good at that. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of their Well, that's because that was exactly the good bit of Alpha Protocol, yeah. is that, you know, you had to know the character, and if you knew some of their backstory and stuff through stealth and stuff, you perhaps had a slightly better idea, yeah. a slightly yeah. better idea of how to play out a scenario. Yeah. And it's like, and the conversation mattered, because if you played their character wrong, it would change things quite dramatically. Yeah. And it's like, so yeah, Obsidian are good at that. Um, because Kotor 2 is supposed to have... I haven't encountered this yet. I wonder how they're going to put that in South Park, to be honest. <laughs> it's like, what, yeah, what can they going, do? I, I, have, I have all faith that that game is going to be awesome, but... Yeah, I think like, it'll be cool. It's like, well, yeah, how and Obsidian's work, writers combined with presumably Parker and Stone. A bit of them, yeah. It's like, what's going to... Yeah. What's going to come out of it? it's funny. <laughs> or is it really going to be like, are Obsidian just taking some time out from doing their thing almost and just say, well, it doesn't really matter in this case. <laughs> Maybe. It could, could well be. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be that in Kotor 1, like, you could become dark side or light side, but it didn't mm. affect any of your characters in your party. Like, if there was a good character in your party, they'd always stay good okay. or evil. Yeah. Like, HK-47 is always evil, <laughs> even if you're playing super good. He's a robot. He doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Uh, um, apparently the way you play the game in Kotor 2 is supposed to affect like your party and they're supposed to huh. you know become more you know corrupted or whatever if you go the dark side route or whatever that's kind of depending cool. on their convictions so that's kind of a nice touch but I haven't really seen much of that yet could you like someone could could it play out that some of them don't turn but just dislike you more yeah yeah quite easily yeah. I'm sure yeah yeah so we'll see how that goes so yeah, that's mostly what I've been playing. I need to, yeah, I, I guess I need to step on the Walking Dead once I've got some Far Cry out of the way. That would be the next thing. Yeah. It's going to be a real interesting conversation, I think, when we finish all five episodes, because I still haven't played three right. on that. Um, uh, yeah, that's going to be a real interesting conversation, particularly okay. with regards to how people viewed it for Game of the Year stuff. Right, okay. I, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Cool. Zach. I haven't really played anything this week, which is really annoying, because I kind of keep wanting to play stuff and then don't know what I want to play and then just don't play anything. Oh, you have one of those annoying, like, boredom confusion moments. Yeah. I hate those. (laughs) It's like they make no sense, is the annoying thing with those. It's just like... I'm so bored, I want to do something. You just end up looking at the wall going, well, fuck. So in the end, actually, what I did play this week was Steve Fortress 2, because that's like a fullback. I see you play Awesome. It's been a while since you've done that solo, really. Yeah, exactly. Or any of us have played that at all. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on in Tier 2, then? Nothing, really. Actually, really, nothing has changed since I last went there, even. Mm-hmm. No new items. Actually, they're... They've, they're taking them out. Yeah, they? they announced that they're removing the items, not really removing. Or oh, just making them unavailable. Yeah, they're making yeah. them not droppable, be craftable. Oh, really shit. Which ones? Some hats. Some hats, oh, okay. Not any of the actual What's guns. What's the reason? <laughs> are, they, are they cool hats? Or? Well, some of the old hats, like the soldier stash and the medics oh, the vintage it. hat. The stash oh, and the, the pirate beanie. The, no, okay, the beanie's not so much of a problem. But. <laughs> so <laughs> it's why, the soldier stash why and the devil man fro. Which one was the soldier stash? Uh, Is that the one with the cigarettes? Yeah, yeah. the one that looks like the normal soldier stash. <laughs> <laughs> I like the soldier stash. 
I had two of those at one point. And I was like, what the? I'm never going to ever get rid of this because no one wants it because it's boring. Oh, I'll have it. I don't think I've got it. I'll give you some crates. I can't remember. I don't need crates. <laughs> That's all I've got. <laughs> totally not all you've got. Well, no, I could give you some like other duplicates, I suppose, if you wanted to craft them out. But I still yeah. haven't got a bloody Liberty Launcher. I need to get one. <laughs> you don't play it. Probably if you logged in and just played it for like an hour, you'd get so many items because <laughs> you'd be on like the. Yeah, I guess all you need to do is, is, is yeah, all you need to do is play it for once every two weeks or something for like an hour, and then you're you're still you'll be getting the drop super quick. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, well, I I went in there and no new items, and they were taking out some items. But all that, I, it's, like, weird, it's a weird decision. I right? don't know what the idea of it is, apart from, to, as someone commented, it's like, I bet their economist is going to be super interested to see what happens to the prices of these hats on the trade. That's all, that's like the only reason anyone can see from this happening, is that their economist wants to see what the interesting things that happen to the market on trading hats. If you remove, <laughs> if you remove the supply. I'm not worried about marketplace bloat, because in fairness, that, their interface isn't that well designed. Yeah, but... <laughs> how much bloat is there anyway yeah. they put so much stuff in yeah I'd say maybe this is the first move to like oh wait well something's got to give now We've got to maybe start. they're now going to take out all the hats they'll have limited edition <laughs> won't they they'll start having limited edition hats won't they or have they already done that oh they do they? limited edition oh, you can they? only buy it for a short time or whatever well it's wow. been like earnable only ones, isn't there as well through like the Steam things or well, there's the ones that come from other games, and there was the the donation hats mm-hmm. from the Japanese thing. Those are one off, yeah. But yeah, and the gold wrenches, I guess. <laughs> well, those are sort of a different thing, yeah. and the saxies. <laughs> so yeah, two fortress, no goddamn service to play on. Really, what's going on? <laughs> or, or at least none of the servers that we usually play on. Actually, that's not strictly true. going on with heavies? They're very oh, empty. They, yeah. they died ages ago. Oh, they, had the, they had those server problems for ages and then everyone just stopped playing on them. Yeah, great. And it, then it, they were like, we fixed it. And then it was like, no, you clearly haven't. Now we fixed it. And then no one cared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's... They, yeah, they, they basically... It's, it's annoying that because I still like the heavies as a community, but they're just... No one's ever there. No. So now it's all just UKCS for me. Those, those servers still survive. Apart from the UKCS ones are annoying now because they've they've made it so that the last slot, the last player slot on the server is subscriber only, but it oh, doesn't shit. stop you from trying to join. It just kicks you out as soon as you join. Oh, <laughs> so you can't put auto retry on because it, it's like 23 out of 24. Join. That's, no, you can't have that slot. <laughs> that's a terrible idea. Yeah, it's a bastard. So you have to like sit there and wait until it go, where like oh look the levels changed and then five people leave and that gives you enough space to get in before it goes back to that one. Some slot people that do. Out. Well, yeah, I was about to say don't they for that problem? Don't they normally do like subscriber kick? But some you know, mods have done that before. Where it's like you've been kicked for a yeah, member. Yeah, they, that's that's how they do it. And like that's they've done it in other games like that before. Like Battlefield definitely did it like that. Where it's like. It kicks you out if... But I don't know, is that much better? I mean, it's better from the joining perspective, but it's, like, much worse from the people playing the game perspective. Because no one likes to be kicked after they've got in the game and have been playing it for a while, and then suddenly it's like, oh, kicked you out. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but it's like, what other solution? Unless you'd, like, have... Unless you always set aside two slots, like, so, you know, you have your normal 24-player quota, that you could it could bump to a 26 Well, it's just because of the auto-join. It's just because the server list... 
there's no way for it to no way for that system to be integrated into the current way the actual serverless work. No. <laughs> Yeah, because they didn't they, they didn't plan for reserved slots from the start. No. So yeah, that kind of sucks. But at least there's still people in those servers. <laughs> I mean, there's a mechanism for them to be like, "You are about to be kicked. Please pay five pounds to be a member. If we won't <laughs> kick you. We'll kick someone else." <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Donate a hat, <laughs> and then you can stay. Yeah. <laughs> Have my hat. I just want to keep playing. <laughs> So I played some of that, and then the previous week I'd been playing some more of the Minecraft thing, where after my initial fucking around with that mod pack, as I said, it's like equivalent exchange is basically the pinnacle of everything, and it just overrides everything else, because everything in equivalent exchange is so ridiculously powerful. So I basically just started over on a fresh map and was like, okay, I'm only going to concentrate on the stuff from this one of the mods, like this specific mod within the pack. Ignore the fact, it's like the pack is just a convenient way of gifting that mod in a way that it works properly. (laughs) So I don't have to fuck around downloading all the individual parts of this mod separately and installing them into a regular Minecraft install. So yeah, I made a, made a new new map and was like, okay, I'm just going to play the magic mod to see what that's like. And that was actually a pretty cool one because it, it's like it actually did some more some stuff that sort of feels more advanced than a lot of the other mod stuff that has been. Because it's like if you think if, if you're talk, like the industrial one, it's like oh look, you can have a you can have a furnace that gives you more outputs. And it's faster, and it runs on electricity, and it's like, yeah, but it's just a furnace. Mm. <laughs> it's just furnace things, like, melt metal. <laughs> it's not that interesting. But then, like, the magic one actually implements a lot of new stuff, where it's like, the magic is actually, like, an invisible aura in the in the world, and then, like, it has good magic and bad magic, and you, like, suck the good magic up to create stuff, but then if there's too much bad magic, it can corrupt the area and things. So you're kind of crap the area and things. Yeah, so you're kind of having this invisible force that you're exploiting on or trying to not exploit alternatively. <laughs> hmm. And then but and then but the trouble with it is that in the end it's like the items you get and the things that happen just sort of they sort of peter out and reach a pinnacle in the same way. It's like the last towards the end you're you do you have this idea of research in this mod, which is actually also kind of nice because it's it's something that Minecraft completely lacks in that it's like in-game tutorial, basically. <laughs> you research the item and then it tells you what it does and it shows you how to craft it. <laughs> it's like, I wish normal Minecraft did that. That would make it so much easier. I would have to look at wikis all the time. So yeah, you research the things, but then it's the same problem where like when you get to the la- when you get to the top tier of items, they're just really powerful and they, they <laughs> override everything else. Hmm. Like, oh, I've got a pickaxe that automatically smelts minerals while I'm mining them. <laughs> so I don't need this furnace any longer. Get rid of that. Or I've got a sword that lets me fall from any height, so I don't need to worry about fall damage. I see. <laughs> it's the same way the equivalent exchange top tier stuff got ridiculous. And then also it had you get in the it generates in the world it has these like monoliths and you're like you have to access them by like putting crystals into certain locations mm-hmm. so you like you need to divert you need to research the gold so you can see what crystals you're meant to put in and then you put the crystals in it opens up and then you go down in there and it's like now there's these weird doors and you have to research the special symbol you have to insert in the doors to open them mm-hmm. and then I did that and it was just like you get some stuff 
<laughs> and it's like you get some stuff that's not even very relevant stuff that I could have made anyway at this point because I'd already researched it shit that's kind of weird. <laughs> so it's like yeah um, that was kind of dumb and pointless never mind I guess yeah. that's the problem with all, all, all this kind of, I guess that's sort of really a, it's really an overarching problem with Minecraft and all of the mods for Minecraft is like the end game is just like you're done yeah, <laughs> you've so reached the top of the tree and then you're still in the Minecraft world it's like oh I can build things I guess so, it's like well done you did that <laughs> that's why it's fun for that one time hmm. where it's like I'm discovering things and it's new and interesting but then once you've done it it's like well, and then you I... get that ridiculous anticlimactic feel it's like Whoa. oh <laughs> uh, okay cool I did that yeah I was, well I, I was sort of expecting that there would be like a boss battle or something because hmm. it did seem to be going that way where it's like eldritch monoliths and evil hmm. and Maybe okay. I'll open this door and there'll be a monster in there or something. Drops you into a room filled with creepers and it's like, good luck. Yeah, exactly. You've got, it's like you've got all this super awesome armor and shit that you've researched. Now fight something big. Yeah. But then it didn't. <laughs> do like, do like a, um, an arena fight against millions of enemies. Yeah. Also because it was kind of interesting that in this mod in particular, it like, it edits the world because these, the monolith things the hidden rooms that you unlock don't exist until you unlock them. Oh, right. It, like, actually changes the world when you trigger the event. Oh, okay. Which is kind of cool for, like, an actual thing for a mod to do. Which is kind of neat. But, yeah, it didn't really go far enough, I don't think. If it just had a boss battle, it would have been fine. I mean, I guess even regular Minecraft has the end dragon and whatever. Um, yeah, well, maybe there might be. Maybe that's something that's hard, well, yeah, hard I, to mod. Well, and I guess maybe it's like still in development because yeah. this is actually an old version of this mod. There's a newer version that is supposedly quite a lot different now. Mm, cool. Because, well, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but this whole mod pack is based on an old version of Minecraft. Oh yeah, you said yeah, <laughs> and I didn't even realize that until the point where I was because they. Recent, fairly recently, they put in a thing where if you put sets of stairs in a corner, yeah. it links them correctly. So it's like, oh, corner stairs. Yeah. And I was trying to do that on a roof. I was like, I want to make my roof look pretty by having a corner stairs. So it's like, why is this not working? And then I looked at the version number. It's like, oh, wait, this is an old version where that doesn't actually exist yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that explains so much about why this game feels really weird at the moment. So yeah, I did that. And then I was thinking about, now I'm thinking about doing a pure industry run to see about that. But I was thinking, really, is like the way that these mods overlap and like equivalent exchange overwrites everything. It's just like I wish the, all these mods were one big mod because the because the magical thing has the the idea of the good and evil magic, where it's like you doing absorbing the good magic to make these awesome magical items creates bad evil magic and it pollutes the atmosphere and it can corrupt the landscape or whatever. It's like. That should just be in the industrial mod, only as just pollution. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like if there was an actual, you just need to combine all these systems into one, and then it would be awesome. Well, maybe they're really inspired just by the fact that this pack exists to like start combining them. Maybe. And I was looking at the industrial one because I, I guess there is sort of that because you can make a nuclear reactor and then that can melt down and explode. <laughs> I guess. Do you have to build containment and shit? Yeah, and then it can melt melt down. Well, sort of. It's basically you build... There's special blast-resistant walls, and then if you build enough of them, it actually just stops the explosion. But then you have to design your reactors in weird ways. It's actually a really weird system, as far as I can tell. Well, it's actually... It's like it opens a, a, like, inventory grid like you'd get in a chest. 
only like only the position of the things you put in there actually influences the it's like a mathematical thing where things next to each other influence and you have to dissipate the heat right and then if you reflect the neutrons you get extra bonus energy or whatever or it lasts longer so it's like nuclear reactor but that's the same problem again where it's like you've reached the pinnacle of nuclear reactor and then all that's doing is producing a shit ton of energy for you to power your special end game armor that requires a shit ton of energy to make you invincible and it's like well I'm invincible oh Christ (laughs) (laughs) woo all that nuclear power like I'm sure it's like the the going through the process of getting there is cool but once you get there you're just invincible in the Minecraft world and then what do you do it's not like anything is that much of a threat really no Go fight the end dragon really easily, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of dumb. <laughs> Using my nuclear powers on you. <laughs> you just nuke the end dragon. Well, you can make nukes, supposedly. But then that's just like... It's basically just a big explosion. Right, you yeah. just described the plot of the next Fallout game. <laughs> Probably. So yeah, I might... But my other main problem was... After I was done with the magic mod... Actually, it happened at the start of the magic mod, is that I... Magic, magic mode. I wanted, I wanted a nice map, and it's really hard to get a nice map in Minecraft. Yeah, because <laughs> random generation is goddamn shit. <laughs> I wish these games would have better procedural generation. Or perhaps if they had some sliders. Well, yeah, yeah, or sliders, or something. I mean, they, in the in the mo- in the more in the post this mod pack releases of Minecraft, they added like large biomes where it just doubles the size of the biomes, which is actually quite nice because it yeah. makes them look a bit less retarded where there's like deserts butting up against snow. snow yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I just want options. Is that, is this, is this your, we're running out of time. Well, sort of, we've got three minutes, but is that, was this your gameplay end? Yeah, it was pretty much everything. Pretty Minecraft much. week. Yeah. Well, last week. This yeah. week, as I said, I didn't really do anything. <laughs> didn't even play Minecraft. <laughs> well, I finished I finished it earlier this week, I suppose. Hey Dan. You're 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 my Star Wars guy. Uh, uh, am I? I'm your Star Wars guy. Now what are we talking about? What do it's I think like, of JJ Abrams? Yeah, you knew where I was going with this. Um <laughs> suddenly you're back to field. I haven't really thought about it. I did, I, it oh. seems reasonable. It seems like a, is he he's doing the first one, is he? Of the new ones, at least, yeah. Okay, or oh, he might do. Yeah, I mean, he's good. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like it's going to be a reboot. Yeah, I think it's okay, but uh, there's been like. Well, the main thing is like because he does Star Trek as well. Like, yeah, is that dodgy? <laughs> but his style actually suits Star Wars better. In I, a think way. It, I think it does because like, it's, it's like, more kind of actiony. And I was um, having a conversation last night where it just basically went went JJ Abrams, and it's like, how shit is that? And it's like you know he's the guy that made Star Trek, and I'm like, which was great. Yeah, and I'm like no, it was awful. What? Are you kidding what me? What are you talking about? That was good. Star Trek was an excellent film. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I would and the new one looks amazing. I would say that Star Trek the film it was. It it was it was very good. I enjoyed it a lot, but it wasn't super true to the spirit of Star Trek necessarily. <laughs> Whereas it was a I good think JJ yeah. Abrams doing Star Wars would probably be awesome and more true because it's kind of more his style. Yeah, than, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Star Trek. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like because it always was a kind of crazy shit, crazy spangly space uh, opera rather than a. Because Star Trek was you know more. I know it was in the sixties, but whatever. If you look at TNG or something, it's like it's got some sort well, of yeah, serious still about exploration and finding weird stuff and like because he could do those they made it too close to home didn't they I guess in the film too fighting yeah (laughs) but I don't really have a problem with that you can still do a story there but I think the whole point uh, some of with the possible exception of Deep Space Nine was like we found some crazy shit shit's going down 
But just look at his, like, crazy, his, like, cinematography and lighting and everything in Star Trek. And just think of a... a the trendy a, a, Just think of a lightsaber battle. Oh, <laughs> so much lens flare. <laughs> It'd be so cool. So, yeah, as long as he understands that I, lightsaber battles are an opportunity for, to tell a story rather than flash around a bunch of pointless martial arts for no reason, then... Uh, Cut people in half. Yeah. Then I'm all for it. I think uh, it could be cool. I, I, I'm, I'm behind it. I think it could work. Right. Well, that's our opinion on Star Wars. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the Salacast. It's pizza time again. Apparently so. Yeah. Uh, check out the site for Final Fantasy VII gameplay, among <laughs> other things. And we'll be back next uh, two weeks' time, yep. as per usual. Two more videos to cut, to, to be edited and go up, and like more Final Fantasy gameplay, and uh, a, a retread through Atari ST classics. Some oh, yeah. Them. Some of them. Some of them, yeah. Awesome. Bit of uh, More of that. Potentially. Awesome shit. Yes, so check that out. The site is marginally changing, so check it out. Some stuff be happening, yo. Indeed. Catch you next time. (laughs) Extended eight (laughs) second goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.